right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up Podcast. Solly here, recovering from the Schuster nuptials from last night. Could not convince any of the other NLU guys to be here. Uh, in their defense, they called they called this weekend off a long time ago. But rest assured, we have some excellent guests in the studio here tonight. Back for the second week in a row. Everyone's favorite, Mr. Justin Huber. Hello, Hubes. What's going on? And a surprise upset. Didn't see this one coming. We were maybe going to be doing a podcast this week. Uh, but comes into town early, Mr. Harry Higgs. Welcome to the Kill House. Yeah, cheers, boys. It's happy to be here. And we are excited. We're going to have some takes. We're going to talk some Bay Hill. Before we do that, quick run of show for the week. We have a film room coming up this week at TBC Sawgrass, brought to you by our friends at Callaway. It is Ben versus Cody. Me and TC were on the bag for this, caddying. Uh, we filmed every shot. We have Matt Every came into the film room here at the Kill House, told some legendary TPC stories. We are very excited about this one. It's going to get you pumped for Players Week. It's going to be out this Wednesday. So a big shout-out to our friends at Callaway for supporting this type of content, for, for using their ad space here to help us promote our own content as well. So think about that as you shop for, for clubs or balls this year. That's all we ask. So Scotty Scheffler wins the uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by MasterCard at Bay Hill, whatever this tournament is called. Harry, you're not a, you, you don't play at Bay Hill. Uh, yeah, um, I'm, I was there my first whiny year. tour pro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, when everything around the place dies and you have no control over what happens once your ball leaves the club, yeah, you're gonna get us to whine. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think a, a 12 handicap that goes there now, if they're you know aloof and don't understand why the ball's not going in the hole, maybe they won't whine, but everybody whines around Bay Hill, it's just not you know. It's not my favorite. What is let, – well, let, let's, we'll, we'll get the course set up. I got plenty to talk to you about that. But uh, you live in Dallas. Scotty Scheffler lives in Dallas. Yeah. Do you guys play much golf there? Did you see this big of an outbreak coming for Scotty? I, I don't know that Scotty and I have ever played golf together really? in Dallas. Scotty keeps a very low profile, which I, I'm, I do as well. Uh, I think he plays just about all his golf. We're going to talk about you taking your well, shirt off on the wow. 16th green. Low profile. Uh-huh. <laughs> Low profile while at home. Okay. Yeah, I didn't take my shirt He's off. man I, of the people. I raised my shirt. <laughs> Scotty plays most of his golf out at Royal Oaks, uh, I believe. I mean, it's kind of sad. I don't even really know. I think he just hangs with some of the boys there, plays money games, uh, you know, goes out and shoots low 60s every day, takes money off of everybody. But I played a lot of golf with Scotty on the uh, – we were on the Corn Ferry Tour the same year, 2018. 1991. Nine, 19, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're, you guys have a whole bit about him being old. And it's like, it's insanely true. Uh, he is a, very much an old soul. But you could see it then. He was, he's just kind of always in control of every aspect of his game. So obviously he shows up, and if he has control over everything, you, know, you get a bounce or two, a hole a putt or two, you're going to, he obviously has many chances to win and has had many chances to win. And you see them take advantage of them because he's probably holding one more shot, one more putt or one of the drives on the back nine creeps into the fairway instead of, you know, trickling into the rough. So uh, Scotty is obviously here to stay and will probably win, continue to win bigger, bigger tournaments. I would like to say I'm going to have a say in that, but uh, you know, gotta, I got to get better. Because he's he's off and running. So we, you you touched on something there about you know he maybe had one ball not roll into the rough or do something like that. Does that it makes me wonder is within the media within golf within things how things are covered 
is look, do people look too much at the final result and not like appreciate maybe the nuances or the, the very, very, very thin lines? Like Victor Hovland kind of almost feels like a failure this week and he shot well, shot four under and finished one shot back yeah. versus Scotty's now the hero. Does that feel like a little disproportionate for where the credit should go? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, I bet, I bet a lot of guys that, you know, obviously today was very difficult. I bet a lot of guys that didn't play their best can look back and ah, one shot here, one shot there. But uh, really, for the most part, it's just these little things that happen throughout a round. I'm sure you you know the same thing, Hubes, when you try to close a tournament out. like Yeah, I mean, Scotty's drive today, even on 18. Like, everyone that hit it in the left rough, essentially you couldn't see their ball, and his, like, plopped right up, and he hits. It looked like no more than wedge and runs it up there. And granted, he had a great lag putt, but Gary Woodland was over there, the group, or the group before, and he could barely get it within, like, 15 yards of the green. So yeah. it's like that's how you win a golf tournament. And, and granted, he's played – incredible but those things have to happen especially when the leaderboard is that packed and the course is that hard like you get a couple breaks that way and that that adds up how different is it playing tournament golf down the stretch with that much pressure when the greens are like that when every putt is going to roll that extra eight inches 12 inches you know a foot and a half how big of a difference does that make? How much of a mental grind is all that? Is that why you're here at the Kill House tonight and not at Bay Hill for <laughs> yes. this past week? <laughs> yes. I mean, I my, I played it one year, my first year on tour. I, I think we looked it up. I finished 42nd, um, shot seven over on the weekend after making the cut. I think high 30s, so barely even fell. But, yeah, it, it's it's insanely stressful because, again, like I think I said earlier, you, you just don't have a ton of control. You have to hit all the putts you know, very soft. You're trying – most of them you're trying not to even make. Uh, one's closer to the hole, sure, but lag putt-wise, you're probably trying to leave it as close to the hole as possible. And then you get over a three-footer, the wind's blowing, and there's no grass on the greens. You know in your heart of hearts that you're going to hit this, and there's a chance that this thing will not do what you think it's going to do. And most of us, we know what a, a sure. three-foot putt's going to do, right? I mean, there's some that are downhill and break a lot, sure, but you still know what it's going to do. Some of them you hit immediately, and it's immediately offline, and you just look like a fool. And it had nothing to do with – I mean, most of the time, it had nothing to do with your stroke or you know your ability to start the ball online. It's just stuff that's so out of your control because there's no grass on the greens. It's – so <laughs> I've not fun. haven't had the experience to play, like try to close out a tournament and anything remotely similar to that, but I played a Hooters Tour event way back in the day, and a buddy of mine, Mark Blakefield, actually won, and I – it was it was not the same as Bay Hill, but essentially there wasn't grass on the greens. They were a 14, and it was dirt that was painted green. Yeah. And it was the most stressful. I, I shot a million. But Mark shot like 65 the last day, hit everything inside three feet, and like didn't make a bogey and won by a bunch. But it was like trying to make a six-footer, knowing that you're going to have four feet coming back and probably 50-50 on the four-footer, miserable. Yeah. yeah. Like truly miserable. And that's where I, I think uh, people get, I don't know if it's if, it, if it's fair to say people get confused, right? Because we rail against like, oh, we don't like 35 under birdie fest as well. And, you know, I think that there is a spectrum of what the best golf can be, right? And I, we can agree that 35 under birdie fest where the bad shots don't get punished very well, very strongly. I don't think that's very good golf. And I would also say on the opposite opposite end of the spectrum, a hard, hard golf test that doesn't necessarily consistently reward good shots, I also think is not great. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle lies the best entertainment value in professional golf and the best test of skills. Scotty Chef, the leaderboard, I mean, it identified good players this week. I personally thought the route to getting there is less than desirable. 
And then you throw in the balance of like, PGA Tour events are part recruiting, right? I mean, you're not there this weekend. You have to pick a schedule as of yeah. what you're going to play. And so how can you, balancing that act of like, all right, yes, players do have a say in what tournaments they want to play in. Do we want to keep making it this hard if players aren't going to like it? And there, can you speak to some of that? Yeah, Bay Hills, I mean, I know, I remember watching before I was on tour, and I remember it being 12, 15 under, more than likely. I don't know where, when and where they started this thing where at some point during the week, usually Friday afternoon or early Saturday, everything is just dead. So good luck, guys. Have fun. you know. And it's obviously a, a test of your skills, and it's more importantly a test of your ability not to just lose your shit. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I saw the clip of Matt Jones throwing his putter in the water. Uh, yeah, Matt, I, I, I feel you, man. Like, I bet everybody wanted to do the same thing. He was just the only one that pulled the trigger. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I mean, you you do see. Uh, I think the purse there is at least twelve, and yeah. I chose to play Honda instead of there, and Honda's eight. So that's a big deal. And a lot of guys are still playing Bay Hill because of the association with Arnold Palmer. Um, a lot of the top players, it fits their schedule. They obviously bail on Honda. They'll do Riv, skip Honda, Bay Hill, play this week, skip a few, then play Augusta. Most of it comes down to schedule and just whether or not you've got rules whether it's I only do three in a row I only do four in a row I never do any more than four in a row you know I don't want to travel or or you know some of these guys got families this is maybe their kids spring breaks they're going to do that I skip Bay Hill because I just do not care for the layout of the golf course and I do not care to do it twice I I like Honda I like Honda over Bay Hill because it's just hey man you got to hit it here there's no quirk there's no no, nothing. Both greens eventually die, and we have to do this silly, funny thing where wind is blowing and there's no grass on the greens, and we got to figure out how to get in the hole. <laughs> I'm only going to do that once, and I'd rather do that where, like, all right, you just got to hit it right here. I remember standing in the 11th fairway at Bay Hill, which, well, good start on Sunday. I hit it in the fairway, and it's downwind off the right. There's water short and left, and the flag's back left. And then I know the green's firm, and so I'm. I, you just try to get something in kind of the back fringe or the back rough. And I hit a, I think I hit an eight iron, nice little high draw eight iron working with the wind just a little bit. It flew just a little long, but landed on the green, big bounce over these like three older folks that are sitting in their lawn chair bounces over their head. One hops onto the cart path and is like six inches from going out of bounds. It's like my ball landed four long of the hole. I totally <laughs> oh get God. that. Like, like I, I hit it four long of the hole, but like let's let's keep this in the rough. So th and then, then you know, then I get back there and I can't try to chip it on the green with water on the other side, right? I got to lay it short, and people are, you know, oh wow, you know, what was no, that? No, no, shot? You guys don't like. I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not taking a penalty after I do this. I mean, I'm lucky my ball stayed in bounds. That was the as I walked off that green, I, I realized to myself that I will never see this place again. Like, <laughs> uh, this is that was a one time deal. This is the last time, and I think I finished pretty. No, I I made some pars. I ca I made one birdie on the weekend. I think my, the only birdie was on fifteen on Sunday, and it was just a like it's a clown birdie that I made. I, I I don't care for it. We we do it basically two times a year. I've never played Tampa, and I've heard Tampa all these Florida events kind of do this thing where everything is overseeded for a while, and then you know they shut the water off. The, maybe the county shuts the water off, whatever it is, and they, <laughs> all of a sudden the overseed is dead. Um, I'm going to play Tampa after this this upcoming week, so I'm I'm curious to see if they continue to have grass on their greens throughout the week. 
but I'm only I only sign up for it once, and I choose to sign up for it at Honda. <laughs> it's impressive because that place gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I, I don't hit it in the water there though, which is good. Yeah, but you can't hit it if you hit it away from the water. It's still not good. So, yeah. I, I I hear good things about Valspar. I think people. I don't feel like tour pros walk off that course a little upset. And I think there's just, I'm trying to get to the bottom of like, because fans have no patience for tour pros being upset at course setup. None. No no matter if you make a good point about it, you are, I mean, just read the comments on Rory on Saturday, like kind of bit his tongue and said like, ah, I don't want to say something I'm going to regret about this. And then finally today he said like something about the setup where, you know, good shots are not being rewarded. And I posted that and comments just start raining in really pathetic, soft, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, there's probably a point here somewhere. Like, so what is kind of the point? What is the line between? Because like, you don't dislike hard. You don't like. No, I. You you say that you like the entertainment. All the fans don't like thirty under and all that shit. I can guarantee you, there's not a single professional golfer, but especially a PGA Tour golfer that wants to go out and shoot thirty under to win a trophy. I mean, Hubes, I'm sure I, you're the same way. We would all probably rather finish at five under and hold the trophy. We just want to get tested in a fair way. I had a conversation with Guthrie a couple nights ago. Um, went out to dinner and we're watching it, and it was like had the conversation of it's so much different. Like, granted, take this week, you look at it, and it was five under wins, but a normal hard setup when you shoot one or two under on a Saturday and you move up is so much more encouraging than when you shoot five under and lose three spots. Yeah. It's like, you feel like, even though it's obviously this week was pretty brutal and I don't know if fair is the right word, but like it was, it didn't look like any fun, even with it, like not being a birdie fest, but you'd much rather go into it knowing, Hey, if I go shoot even or one or two under, like I'm going to move up a bunch. And I, Lucas Herbert or Hey Bear, I don't know how he pronounces it, but like he shot four under today and with like eight holes left, I was like, guys, he may win. Yeah. I was talking to some buddies, and they're like, who? And I'm like, he was done an hour and a half ago. Like, it could come back to two under. Um, you just much rather have that opportunity to shoot a couple under on the weekend and have it mean something than have to go shoot six under, six under, and move up ten spots. Like, that's, that's the part of professional golf that sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. You said the word fair. Like, what does that yeah, mean? So, and, and look <laughs> – I don't know that any PGA Tour player is also qualified to say what's fair and what's not. I really don't. Yeah, uh, Hughes makes a good point. I've, I've been in contention after 36 holes uh, once this year at uh, Summit, the uh, CJ, yep. at 13 under, and I finished, I think I was in third, and then I shot seven under on the weekend and moved down to ninth. That's that irritating. <laughs> that, that blows. Like, it should, in theory, get harder – and you should be rewarded. So, so the Bay Hill esque, right? The setup is where it might not be fair, but at least if I mean, if somebody obviously if somebody shot seven under around that place over the weekend, they won the golf tournament, and that's just f- probably physically impossible on a course like that. But we, I think, we actually will whine more if, if and when it is that case where maybe you are ten under par and you're in. F- sixth and then you go out and shoot 12 under par on the weekend and you finish ninth like what are we doing here and i so the i guess the point is there are times probably too often on tour where if you were to have your 36 goal score and just double it you will actually drop on the leaderboard Mm. because and i would say those are the courses that maybe don't do their best 
in identifying which one of these guys out here is the most skilled this week. Yep. It may just be the guy that and, – and the most skilled. Not to say that, you know, everybody else that finishes ahead of you is obviously skilled. But, you know, where were the shots that somebody made up? You know, ah, there's some guys over there just holding every putt or, you know, he's getting great lies in the rough and then he don't have to worry about it, you know, bouncing over the over the green. He can just fly it up there and it and it plugs. But also on the in the same vein, we do not like – we would love to shoot two under par on a weekend and, and rock it up, but it's also a little irritating that like you can go out there and play play the same golf that in theory would let you shoot two under par and shoot eighty two. Right. Like it's just <laughs> what. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what. I don't know how you just just like discern what is fair, but there's got to obviously long thick rough combo that with firm greens. It's almost impossible to score. Like, especially if the fairways are somewhat narrow or they dogleg. Yeah. Like, I'm watching Bay Hill and all these holes that dogleg right to left, and I'm thinking to myself, I, I can't hit that fairway unless I hit a three-wood or something. But even then, like, you look at six, and these guys are bombing over the water because it's a little downwind. You have no chance of getting in the fairway. Rory hit a 360, and he had to chip out. It goes and, a foot into like, the rough, and you're that's, done. There needs, that's yeah, in my not, opinion, there needs to be. You can't tell me that's entertaining is what I say to people. Give, like, me, 10 <laughs> feet, give me 10 feet of rough that is, like, manageable so if you on those type of holes if you roll it just through you have a chance but then yeah 10 or call it five yards off the fairway make it nasty like if you hit it bad make it gross but like give me give me a little buffer like even even horschel shot yesterday on 18 like it's a beauty and it rolled two inches through and fortunately he got a drop but like i mean it was going to be he was making bogey like you can't stop it it didn't look like going down that hill from other guys like that sucks. He's twenty feet from the hole. Like, give him a, just give you a buffer. Like, I need a, I need a first cut that, or whatever you want to call it, first cut, second cut, second cut. But give me some chance on that little bit. But if you blow yeah. it, like, you should be penalized. And they could be, and whomever they is, uh, I never know. But they could be more selective. Like, if I bet if you saw the, forgive me that I didn't really, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the golf today. I watched you know, six, seven holes that guys played. And I saw, I didn't see Rory's drive, but I saw um, his second and then third and he missed the putt. If that man wants to take that line on that hole and his ball rolls into the rough, I mean, that's a skill that not a lot of people have. Maybe don't punish him that severely for it, right? Like just in that, probably in 20 yard wide gap, basically if you're, you got the stones to fly it 330 yards over water the entire way. And hold it somehow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it ain't going to hold. It's not like, a shot. That's not a golf test. I kept thinking of how I could it. do it. Like if I teed it up super high, would it come down soft enough? I'm like, no. No, I like, mean, you saw it. It knuckle bounce through. Horschel, Horschel bailed a bit, and so it hops in the bunker. But then, t- you know, Taylor Gooch hit one that, it looked pretty good, but it was hanging just right, and it's just going to one hop into a bunker. It's like, well, how do and that hole? That hole's, uh, in my opinion, horrible because of it boomerangs. There's a lot of bad holes out there. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then you get to eight, and eight is kind of the same shit. Like, I mean, I, you have to get it bending sideways to hold the fairway, and then obviously some of us are going to overdo it, and it's going to get in the right rough, and then they got these this massive slope and these trees in the way, take the damn trees out and you'll get guys to, that'll actually make the whole play harder. It might chips out of the trees and then they hit their wedge at 20 feet and tap in for par. Get some guy to hit it, try to hit it out of the rough. Yes. Some guys are going to, most of them are going to dump it in the water and now they're pissed. This is the biggest key. You have the firm greens there. 
and that is the, part of the, the challenge. Dead greens. The dead greens. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. The firm greens. It you exacerbate the effect they're gonna have if you have rough that is playable out of, and you've given somebody the opportunity for yeah. that recovery shot. When you've when it's that thick, and you've taken the recovery shot out of play, you're you're wasting kind of this opportunity of like. Yeah. Here's the reward for being in the fairway is that you could hold a dead greens if you yeah. if you'll allow me. Well, uh, they won't hold, but right. you can <laughs> better. You can start picking. You can at least fly at your number. Yeah, but you can <laughs> and you can pick which which bunker you want to hit into. Yeah, and you don't want to hit in many bunkers on Bay Hill. <laughs> or you can, can we talk about that in a minute? Like how many plugged lies there were. They're the worst. Twenty the worst. at least. I watched. I don't know who it was. I was watching. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was on, losing it. I'm like, I think what I was watching this? the recap on. I think it was Thursday, and somebody one hopped it in and it plugged. They are. The absolute worst. Rory plugged it into 16 one on Friday or something. I'm like, that's like it's a long iron type deal. Yeah. Like it's not a he's not hitting a sand wedge into yeah. there, and it's not even under the lip. It's like on the nice little upslope, and mm-hmm. it's just buried. And I, that's where I, you know, people are like, you're so inconsistent with your takes. You hate the birdie fest, but why don't you like this? It's like I don't like a mani- This is manipulate as manipulated yeah, as it's going to get. Fake. Yeah, like it's not. It, it is manipulated to the point of. Uh, just for higher scores, for the sake of higher yeah. scores. It is not, it is dumbing down the test. It is not making it as good of a test, if you ask me. Like, Riviera, however many weeks oh. ago, how, how did anybody have thick lies in the rough, or was it ankle deep for any of that? Can we just give a shout-out to our man for the couple hole-outs on the back nine on Friday? <laughs> that was I not, special. I just wanted to play it two more times. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. But just but for the, the rough, listeners yeah. that can't, like, get their head around that can you parallel the difference in tests what you as a pro golfer are getting tested at bay hill versus riviera and why i'm definitely of the opinion rivs a way better test it sounds like you are as well why is that riv everything every shot you hit and every shot you hit has like consequence consequence yeah. and and the what what occurs what you instruct the ball to do really really matters right like i always remember the third hole which is just a short par four, nothing really to it, but the the fairway kind of it kind of sets you up to just hit it in the right rough, and the fairway kind of slopes off to the left. So you you kind of take it down the right hand side, and if it just kicks into the rough, now you've got rough, which is extremely playable. Yes, but it's not the rough is going to knock just enough spin off of it, and the green slopes away from you. So now you are going to have to miss the green on purpose almost all the time and that unless there's a back flag and you can yes you may get a lie just good enough to throw it way up in the air but now you're taking in you know there's a front bunker so now it's like i'm gonna throw it way up in the air but if that thing kind of and it was into the wind so if that thing puffs back into the wind it is going to that one's going to more than likely plug in that bunker and it's like an appropriate plug, not a Bay Hill plug. <laughs> um, but you have to then you and then the just the way the green slopes, it kind of falls off back left, and it you know shit from the from the you know the start of the green over the bunker, it chases back towards the back edge. So, and then there's actually like this little dip, and you would if you get a big hot one and it bounces off the green, it's going to get onto this a uh, little bit of a downslope in the rough. And this little dip just makes that little pitch harder because you can't really land it in the Kakuya because it's just going to stick. So you got to land it in this little, probably, I don't know, 12-inch gap into this little upslope from a down from a downhill lie to get it close to a back flag. But all of that, you have to – I mean, the only reason that you're in that spot is because you trickled it just into the rough, right? 
So if you hit it in the fairway, then it's like, okay, it's almost all right. I can turn my brain off and just hit a wedge or a gap wedge. You've earned that, though. Yeah, you've earned it. You've earned it. I think that was watching, Riv, guys that hit it in the fairway were able to hit really good iron shots and get it to stop. Like, the greens were firm, but you could get it to stop. And like you're saying, if they were in the rough, like, you could play a shot to get into position to make a par, and Bay Hill was like – you you just kind of it looked like a coin flip like yeah. it was fifty fifty whether you were going to have a chance of par or not yeah and you compare the third hole at Bay Hill and there's rough everywhere on the right and it's thick as shit and there's a bunker right and that's there's not true there's car left. path on the right too <laughs> you could hit a car path on okay. number three <laughs> yeah but so you're going to get most of the guy and the fa- the fairway's even a little narrower you're going to get most of the guys that dump it in the right rough and then just l- let a I mean less the the firmness of the greens the angle that somebody put the green at is just laughable so now you get this guy in the right rough that's like all right i'm probably i probably should chip out but if i want to take it on i'm gonna probably miss it short and right and then the thing is just screaming down away from you so everybody's gonna go over there in the right rough short of the green and play like this big splash and leave it 15 feet short like everybody hits the same shot whereas at riv Based on what happened off your or off your tee shot, you can you can be creative, use slopes, you know, hit different trajectories to get balls close to the hole. But if you hit it in the rough, you you pretty much at that point only have one choice. And there's a, you know a couple of holes have one or two choices where you get it up and down from. But once you get into the spot where that you basically have chosen to get the ball up and down from, there are many many choices about how you could do that. Right, and and yes. That may make it easier, uh, you know, score-wise, Yes, definitely. But, like, everybody around Bay Hill, if you didn't hit in the fairways, or even if you did hit in the fairway on that third hole, it's like, well, the angle that this damn thing is sitting at with the way the wind is, I'm not going to get it. I'm. It's probably not going to even stay on the green. I'm going to hit it much I'm 3 <laughs> and 11 are the same thing. I'm going to hit a great shot where I should, 20, 25 feet right of it. It's going to one hop, and then it's not, you know, none of it, it doesn't have spin because everything's dead. A great shot would be back right fringe, but everything just trickles into the into the rough back there, and then everybody has to play this splash that they're scared of hitting too hard, so then it comes up short to 8, 12 feet, and then everybody misses the same 12-footer. Uh, oh. Remind me if I have the opportunity to pay Hill to maybe just check that one off the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This doesn't – and it's, maybe that's why a lot of guys don't play is because I can't imagine playing a tournament like that where you feel like you're just getting kicked in the teeth the entire time, even your good shots, and then go try to play – players for potentially the biggest person like yeah like i would not use that as my warm-up if in my that's that's kind of is like i'm like no like a big point we're building towards is like this is supposed to be an elevated event and like if we're looking at this whole schedule and looking at rory's comments and i i got a text from a player this week that said i know you guys are going to enjoy this chaos but there's a lot of very unhappy millionaires here right now (laughs) that's just a great line of like look i have perspective here on how silly it is that for us to whine, but like also, you know, I don't know. It, there's at least a sentiment of, of some amount of people out there that, that do enjoy watching it just for the sake of high scores and the carnage. But I love the idea. I love the concept of down the stretch. Uh, you better ex- if you execute this shot, we're gonna, there's a good ch- you have a chance for birdie here. We know that's going to happen. And if you miss your spot and go for it and don't get it, you, you are probably going to make bogey. Like that is the element. Now, I don't like necess- I don't like as much you know, something that's just hold on for dear life and maybe make an eight-footer for par kind of. And yeah, the, at and, Bay Hill, you can execute yeah. everything correctly. You can instruct your ball on trajectory, spin, and curve just as you thought. It can land exactly where you wanted it to think. 
and you're still like, holy shit, I cannot make par from yeah. here. It's just and that not. was impressive about Scheffler. On he's down when he goes to 17 t and makes hits it to 40 feet and then 90 feet on the last whatever it was and wins the tournament with two incredible lag putts while meanwhile woodland is just making a mess and his shot on 17 was i don't know if you saw it but I it was not see it no. i mean t- a yard from probably where you have to land it in the fringe and it lands right in the lip and like it plugs but then rolls back to like the front of his plug mark to where it's one of those where it's like teed up but half yeah, plug like, still, and you're like, well, I'm going to hit a lot of ball if I get too close yeah. because that's all that's sitting there. But at the same time, it's half plug, so I got to kind of chunk it. And he didn't take a huge swing, I think, because he thought he was going to hit more ball. And, I mean, he hit it two feet, and it almost plugged in the lip yeah. and <laughs> barely rolled back. They showed it in slow-mo. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But And, and then and then he has he hits it to eight feet after that. Like, it's still not even any good. Yeah. Like, And that's, some people will scream online, well, don't hit it there. And like that, the, what I'm trying to scream from the rooftops is like, you don't, even for the highest level, you guys love a challenge. You will take on challenges. Yeah. But when the question is, land it in this five foot box from 175, whatever that is. 17 is like two. F- they moved 30. it up today. They were hitting yeah. eight irons, but they still like okay. short today. If you, if you hit it, 20 feet left, it went back French right. or bunker. Like it was, Where was, was it way over there on the right? Way yeah. right. Like yeah. probably five over the bunker, maybe seven, eight from the back yeah. edge, but only four from the right. And then if you take the bail line with the wind off the right and it rides the wind, you're landing at pin high, shooting long yeah. and it's a four. It's Where like everybody has, everybody's walking off the green to yeah. 18. Yeah. That's feet. the worst too. Yeah. kind of lie you're going to get. <laughs> oh, I love like, this. This is the best. Matted down, yeah. crisscross. So and then, then you're now like, you oh. get over there and you're like, ah, oh, now I might hit too much ball here. And then I'm in the bunker for three. Like, <laughs> I may still be there. It's just, it's the best spot. Then I, I think, didn't you have a one shot lead at that time? Yeah. The best spot is to totally bail and pull hook it and land it on the green and have it trickle into the back left bunker. Mm-hmm. And then even then, I mean, it's going to require a quality golf shot, but he was obviously probably trying – again, he's forced to make, try to make it as stress-free as possible because everything about it is stressful, which I, I and I would say all of us do like, but within reason, and, you know, took it on and tried to probably cut it, you know, float it a little bit. So, like, <laughs> I'm going to land this on the green. I hope it stays in the back fringe. Because I know it ain't staying on the damn green. Yeah. Well, we haven't even like, talked about the worst part of hope it stays on the back fringe, and if I go a foot too far, it goes to ankle deep rough. Yeah. Which is just one of the worst things in pro golf yeah. is just ankle deep rough, stopping balls from barely rolling over greens. Like sure. again, and a mitigating factor, and that that is where like if we're talking, basically every shot from like your fiftieth to ninetieth percentile is going to end up in the same spot. Yeah. And your that's a big problem. Your 95th percentile shot is going to hold the green, and Scheffler hit a couple of the 95th percent and identified a winner. I think it's incredibly boring to watch a lot of golf that like I watched this week for a big group of good-ish shots all end up in the same spot, and it could be going at however many miles an hour or crawling into that first foot, and it's going to stop there. A really good example is four, I believe, the par three. Is four the par three? Uh, two is a part two. two. So two. Yes. Oh, back yeah. left. You either... Don't hit it in the front start. bunker, or you land it two yards over, and it goes in the back, like, yes. rough. And I'm like... That was the first hitting... shot I saw Horschel hit that. And he hit six iron from 235, downwind off the right. Perfect little high draw, and it flies over the bunker and goes in the back rough. And it's just like... And then Taylor kind of bailed and short left. Rory hit it in the bunker, and he's, like, staring it down, like, thinking it's going to be incredible, and it's a, a yard from being perfect because he can hit it high enough to stop it. Yes, but, like, maybe. he tries it, and it... He dumps in that front bunker and he hits his bunker shot over the green. It's yeah. like, 
I would so if you're losing my mind. You're standing on that tee on Sunday. The way the the way the green is angled, and, and how well, uh, well, I will. It's not firm. It's dead. How everything, <laughs> what, what is being presented to you? If you would like to get your ball close to the hole from 230 yards, you have two options. You have to fly it over the bunker, land it in the fringe, and pray to God it doesn't bounce firm at at ungodly heights. So you probably have a yard to land it in, or you could take like a five iron, back foot it, land it well short with hook spin, and get it to roll around that bunker. At what point are we? If that's what's I wish being we asked seen of us, that. yeah. Like, I mean, but yeah. No. At what point is that what should be required to identify the champion at a big time elevated event? I was gonna wait until we were done with course setup stuff to get the first ad break in, but I still have more stuff I want to get to. But we got to do this now, okay? Remind me on the back half to talk okay. about. We haven't even talked about golf, like golf course design yet, and how much that plays a factor uh. in this. But uh, are you guys Cash App users yet? Uh, not yet, but after last week, I'm, it's coming. Why do you hate junior golf? Why do you hate it? You hate junior golf. You hate it. Oh, I did hear this. Yes. This is a cool little thing about how this, uh, Thank you. You guys are interactive. And it's free cash. And it's free cash. Free cash. There you go. You're paying attention. I remember this There's no such thing as free cash. Cash app, easiest way to send, spend, and save your money. You can send or request money from friends and family when they owe you for dinner or for golf bets. You can invest in stock or buy Bitcoin, even with just $1 on it. It comes with a debit card and you can use referral code, no laying up. It gives you all new users, $15 in free cash and Cash App sets aside $10 for each sign up to go to Youth on Course. So basically, the more, more people using code no laying up when registering, not only are you getting a free $15, you're helping provide a round of golf for junior golfers. So no, no, you don't have to put any skin in the game or anything like that. They're handing you free cash and you're supporting junior golf. Cash App, use code no laying up when signing up. And then secondly, as you can tell by, the, by who's sitting here, the players have made their way to the Sunshine State for the Players' Championship and DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I, I, I was going to make a joke there about... You know, maybe don't bet on Harry at, at Bay Hill, but I don't want to be constituted as betting advice. Uh, and it's not, he's not going to be playing there anyways. So. Don't bet on me at Bay Hill because I don't show up. <laughs> yeah. But just for record keeping, that was a disclaimer. That was not betting advice. That was no violations of any conduct that he just made. An official betting operator of the PGA Tour DraftKings Sportsbook has a gimme for new customers. Place any golf bet of at least $5 and get $100 in free bets no matter what. You can bet a golfer to win, bet single round matchups, and so much more. As long as you throw down $5, you'll get $100 in free bets. And if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the PGA Tour action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Sports uh, Fantasy Golf Contest. You can draft your lineup of six golfers, compete for over $10 million in prizes this week for the Players' Championship. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NLU. Place a golf bet of at least $5. Get $100 in free bets no matter the outcome. That's promo code NLU at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting operator of the PGA Tour. 21 no restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Back to your point there on that second hole. is like, again, firm and fast golf is my favorite golf to play. Yeah, mine too. Favorite yeah. golf to watch. Yep. It identifies the best players. It's the best challenge. Yet bad course design Combine like combined with firm and fast doesn't get you there, right? So there are golf courses in Scotland. There's so many of them. They're gonna we're gonna see one at the Open Championship this summer that play firm and fast. Yet they're designed to be played that way, and there are options to get to a hole, and it's a fun way to get there using mounds, using kickers, using run up areas. When you're front fronting so many holes with water, with firm greens on the other end, and coming in out of ankle deep rough, like that is not fun. Like I, I at like reverse angles too, or I don't know how best to describe it, but it's like, it's it's instead of ninety degree dog legs at Bay Hill, it's like a hundred 
Or, yeah, there'd be more. It'd be like 110. It's like, I can't get over there to that left flag. I mean, what, and, what are we doing? And even then, I feel like at Bay Hill, it's either you're guarded by water up front or like front and side, or you have two big bunkers in the front with a teeny little run-up area that you can't hardly hit. I think yeah. of like 15 and that whole dog legs. You roll on the rough, <laughs> and then you're trying to scoot it up there. And if you like plug it in the bunker, like going for it, or it goes straight over the green, like I'd – I don't know. 15 is, yeah. yeah. I mean, Rory hit it out of bounds. I didn't know there was out of bounds there. He hit three wood yesterday out of bounds. And I was like, Did he oh. hit it out of bounds right? Right. It was when well, he, had, he had to wait for the fire trucks to come through. <laughs> he backs off and then he hits a three wood and he just hangs it out to the right. And it's like, Which hole was this? Oh, Sorry. 15. Oh, he did. Wow. Yeah. Because he almost hit one out of bounds on either three he, or 11 yeah, in the same hole. He, I, 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 I can't exactly remember either. Hole. I think it was 11. He hit it up against the fence um, off the cart path. But then 15, yeah, he. Just look like he hung a three wood, and all of a sudden it's out of bounds. And then I'd be curious six. to see how many guys, what percentage wise, hit that fairway today. It's 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 you cannot hit the ball in that fairway. It's impossible. What? How different is it to play golf holes with thick rough around the greens like Bay Hill, or a myriad of of you know either combinations of runoff areas, short grass, less thick rough? What What are the differences? What are the differences in test? Difference in shots required? Is it a big difference? I feel like I see, I mean, Rory commented yeah. on that too this week of like, you guys just doesn't really separate good chippers from bad because you just grab the 60 and everyone plays the same Yeah, shots. and it doesn't, it, it, even more so, I don't think it separates the best ball strikers either that are able to change trajectory or control their ball to stay just right of a flag versus, uh, you know, a left flag that falls off left and then will go 15, 20 yards and, and into a low, you know, a fairway low. If they did that shit at Bay Hill, those guys would still be playing. So you can't like... <laughs> I will never complain about thick rough around Bay Hill if I ever show up again because then at least like it's gonna Stops. stop my. But that's what you're I looking watched, for. That's I, my point. I watched it, um, Patrick Reed, second round maybe first or second round on not third or fourth. We know that. Yes, <laughs> third straight I think is what it was for him. But par five on the front. I'm gonna call it four. Yeah, four. four. Okay, short right in the bunker and pins on the left. Hits it a little long. Rolls down the green. Over the green, down in the little collection area. Yeah. And it's like one of the few collection areas I saw. Well, then he goes to jam it into the hill, and it's like the sticky overseed, and it doesn't yeah. get up the hill, and it comes back down. And then he chips it like six feet by on his next one, makes double. And I'm like, you know, he's in a pretty good spot on the second shot in that bunker. Like, that's probably where he's supposed to miss it. Yeah. Didn't hit that bad of a shot, and he just made seven. And yeah, it just, yeah. I could have gone for some long rough there, but I can see if it was shaved all around, it would be. I mean, it would because you can't finish. fly it on the green when yeah, it's that hard. You couldn't finish, <laughs> and that you know the problem. The problem again with Bay Hill is if you were in that little left collection area on four to a to a left to a flag where you have to bump it into it. Yeah, there might you know there's one spot where it's still sticky and. It's gonna kill it, and there's another spot where it's gonna kick it and just scoot it forty feet away from you. Bermuda is like, so hard to guess. Well, and, you know, and that's, but but some of the overseed sticks and some of it doesn't. I saw some aerial shots before I, before I left when I was watching. It's like, yeah, I mean, sixty percent of that fairway is dead. You yeah, know? and and that 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 that's not a that's not a test. That's just dumb luck. Yeah, like, a little gimmicky. Yeah, yeah. How does that differ from what we're gonna see this week at the players? I mean, it's vastly different. Everything, everything here usually early in the week is is soft, and it starts to get a little firmer, and it and it becomes quite fun. I mean, and I would say this is one of our the best courses we play. I mean, it's 
you have rivers. Op- you have options here. I play. Yeah. I don't know how many rounds I've played, but it's a bunch. And granted, I don't get it tournament conditions, but you have options essentially everywhere you go. You have a chance um, at creating something, whether it's running it up, whether it's flying it there. Like you have, if you miss, you have the ability to get it in a spot where you can get it up and down. But yes. if you miss in the wrong spot, it penalizes you. Like, yeah. I think that's why I, I love to play it. Like, it, I, it's weird here. The bunkers are all flat around the greens like you'd never get it on an upslope and most of the greens are perched up a little and that makes it difficult and typically those bunkers are the easy side in terms of like getting it up and down but you never get that like yeah, little upslope where you're like yeah. oh like left of nine like you go right of nine and you're chipping out of the rough out of the moguls downhill like you go left in that bunker and you're like that should be pretty easy but then all of a sudden it's flat the bunk or the green sits five feet up and then you can't hardly get a ton it's hard to get a lot of spin and get it to land soft. It's just, yeah. Nine variety. Nine's really yeah, the sure. only hole that I don't like, but it's a weird hole. I, it, it's just weird. I, I wouldn't call it bad. I right. mean, there are some holes at Bay Hill that are just straight up bad. <laughs> Have it's we just, mentioned that yet? It's weird and bad, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, I'm, a, I don't know if this is a popular take or not, but I'm a huge Pete Dye fan too. I, I've always enjoyed kind of, and I don't really, and that's the other thing. I mean, Hubes, when we're playing tournaments, you don't really. I mean, if you, even if you know who designed it, you don't pay attention to that yeah, shit. I, like, it's like on one, I'm just going to cut it off that tree over there. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and if I do it or don't. You're not like, I'm on what's Pete Dye thinking yeah. here? What does Pete want me but to I do? But I do like, I like kind of his stuff where he usually raises, if you're on the tee, uh, teeing off, he usually raises something that catches your eye mm-hmm. that really Fact. isn't in the way. And you just kind of – you usually can cover it, right? Like there's this bunker he raises, and it's like, but it's 280 over it. Like, I, I shouldn't even look at that damn bunker. And it, let's say that bunker's on the right. So then you just kind of just bail left, and left is no good, right? You've, you've lost 100%. your angle. You've Now you got to now you got to carry another bunker or water versus like if I just hit it over the damn bunker that is not in play, I would have been fine. I would, um, I would agree 100% on that. Like I – one thing I love about Sawgrass is the short holes, the fairways are tighter, and the greens are tricky. Yeah, You get the long fours, and the greens are huge, not a ton of slope, more gradual. And it, it just, in my opinion, this is a very proper golf course in terms of separating guys who are playing really well. Yeah. Because, like I said, like the short ones, you have to earn your birdie still. And the long ones, if you're striking it, you can still make birdie. Yeah. Um, but... It's inherently fair. Like yeah. that, again, back yeah. to like what we're it's talking about. The, well designed. Yeah, it's and fair. Yes, like versus I, shit design. Everything dies. Good luck. You know, exhale when you finish. Yeah, I will say though, Bay Hill probably didn't catch the best. I mean, they had perfect weather in terms of like temperature wise, but you get wind too. And yeah, that's, like that's the that's, one thing I'm curious because we've had wind now the year I played and then last year and then uh, this year. I'm curious, can they still do this voodoo shit that they do where everything dies if the wind doesn't kick up? I, maybe maybe they can and I don't know, who knows, but yeah, it's just that's a bad combo when you have when there's no miss and it's windy in that firm. Like, yeah. you, I don't know. It's, I, it's, I wish it would have been. I, I need I love that it was five under to win. Yeah. And I think the players the players will be in the teens probably weather dependent. I saw Sunday may get a little chilly and breezy but um and there's some rain in the week but I love a 5 under win but I want to see 
I want to see guys hitting good shots, like someone stuffing it on the last few holes. That's awesome. And you watch it today. I don't know if you saw Victor's shot into 18. He's no. got to make birdie to tie. And this drove me nuts. This was so bad. He you can't. flushes it. I'm talking like he can't, high he can't. heat, hits it. And I'm like, that is money. It lands in the fringe. The front fringe the in fringe. front of the pin. So barely covered it. the water. And stays on the fringe. If it flies a foot, it's like it may be a legit tap in because it was high. It would have been at no no it more than six feet. Been the back it, fringe, but, but like, it, but it was one of those. It was like, but front fringe should be close yes. in theory. And it it went four inches from where it landed, and he's like shook. Yeah, like, how does, he's how like, does he, that happen? He yeah. motioned like bounce. Like, wait, what are yeah. you doing? Well, yeah. He's seen everything probably bounce up over his yeah. head all day long. That <laughs> yeah, it was it was just like that was the moment where I was like, God, that sucks. Like yeah. That putt, I, was, I, I hate drilling it down to this, but I'm going to need this one to get to the hole. I'm, I'm going to need an uphiller to get into a playoff, should, get to the should hole. Should hit harder. I know that there is a, there's a you know, there is a putt's got to go in at the right speed. Uh, you know, it does nothing for you to blow one six feet by. Yeah. For somebody that's played such amazing golf, it just felt like that one that was one we needed to see get to the and hole. And he was kind of hammering putts. Like, yeah. I mean, 16, he ran it 8 to 10 feet by. Like, he's a... He was trying to make them, and then yeah. he has the one he has to make, and it it was a foot and a half short. Yeah. You don't know if you you don't know if you hit him too hard or not because they <laughs> catch the dead patches or catch a downwind gust, and then they don't stop. But I want to no, go I'm play it for there. a fun yeah. round with you at Bay Hill sometime. I know this is amazing. <laughs> I did not I expect. Just, I don't think I, I want to do is it. Awesome. But this was I needed to have this conversation with like guys that go and do this because it's not meant. This conversation can't happen on social media. Like you, there's so yeah, much. It I, took us 45 minutes to get through everything because there's new. There's New, and we didn't even talk about equipment, just like how yeah, if you're shooting five over, if the winning score is five under par in modern PGA Tour golf, means the wind was probably pretty good. The greens had to be mega baked, and there has to be like manipulated rough because you guys, the, the distance you guys hit it, you have to do those manipul- manipulative things on a design like that to get the score that high. Yeah. And I just, I don't think you need to have high scores for golf to be entertaining. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to have it at five under win at Bay Hill. Like if the course is made, for a twelve to fourteen, be okay with that. Yeah. Like what? I I don't understand. In our golf, like I never understand. Like pre PGA Tour, like Corn Ferry stuff, Web dot com, whatever it was. Like it seems like the members take pride in either one of two. And it seemed like we were always playing a course where the members either wanted it to be a shootout and see a bunch of birdies, or it was like we want this so hard. And it's like, why can't it just be normal? Like, why can't it just be a normal just golf me, course just and you just set it up? Course. Yeah, yeah. and whatever happens, happens. A lot, of, like, a lot, lot of tour events be between yeah. 12 and 16 are usually pretty damn exciting. They're the yeah. best yeah. because <laughs> some guy can shoot seven on Sunday yeah. and come back, and also a leader can shoot two or three over. Yeah. Like, that. those are, I would say, what, 11 to 15 under? Those are the best viewing fan um, golf tournaments. I'll say, just to, just to close this out, too, there's no – uh, maybe no stronger polar opposites in terms of design quality than Bay Hill versus Riv. I know we made some Bay Hill versus Riv comps, but also yeah. just want to include in that that, you know, obviously the design quality is so entirely different and how all the firmness works at, at Riv just works way better than it yeah. does at Bay Hill. Oh, so, yeah. uh, so choose your own adventure. Do you want to do PIP stuff next or do you want to do uh, PGA Tour, Phil, Saudi? I mean, let's do, well, what, uh, do you think quick. he's suspended? Uh, I guess we're doing Phil. Phil is still Pip as well because <laughs> yeah, he announced true. he won. But what do you think he's suspended? I think there's a chance he do is. Do you think he plays Augusta? Yes. Okay. 
My take last week was I don't I don't think he shows up for Augusta. So whether or not Phil wants to show up, I think he might have to get the AOK. That's mm. so. But I think he will be at Augusta. If, I would if have allowed. Said, he will play. I said that last week. I said that he would. And someone that I th- I believe would know said told me this week that he does not believe that he will be there. He does not believe he'll play again this year, I, which surprised me. And I, I'm not reporting that as news. It's just somebody that would know better than I did or do know was like, no, no, this is going to be a while. I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever this was. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't – what did he say that was so bad? Like the actual words I would say not that bad. Like admitting to drafting up – the a you know the you legal mean, charter okay. okay yeah yeah the no, legal no, no. charter of a rival league that is funded That's by the a big Sa- issue. the public so investment it, fund of Saudi Arabia and calling them scary motherfuckers and being like I'm actually see, just the, playing the them scary motherfuckers part I don't I don't have an issue with like I mean I say too many bad words <laughs> it's I think it's I, in the I, context I lost, of I lost like, the point of like I I, I mean it, I think he's just being punished for kind of who he has been behind the scenes for. 20 plus years i think it caught up to him but i also think the context in which it was said of like these are the guys i'm choosing to go in with and to try to destroy the pga tour this is what i actually think of them and what they do and i'm doing it i he and like actively trying to poach players from the pga tour while playing the pga tour like i think all that combined is how you yeah, I mean, everyone drops you. You're like, wow, that's it. Just I, and to me, it shows its true yeah. colors in terms of like if you're able to stand, if you're able to say all these things and truly believe them, and still go that route, then it's like, okay, maybe yeah, there's a lot it, more going on. There was a lot. The drafting of the league, I didn't realize that at the time. Um, like hired lawyers to draft well, the league. That's to, a feel thing to do because he wants to control it. I mean, that yeah, sure. Yeah, I didn't. I, I guess it, at first I didn't really understand the. The sponsors part, like they sponsors dropping him. Yeah, like they, I mean, yeah, I guess in a way, and he's probably partnered with some some folks that are partnered with the tour as well. But in a way, like I mean, I I mean, they would have dropped him if he had said I was going to go play in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I um, we so talked I about this last week. Of, I'm a strong believer in like, all right, if you're paying big money to Phil Mickelson, you're going to get the smiling guy, the sure. thumbs up. Yeah. You're going to get the guy that shows up for the corporate meetings, the corporate sponsors, knows everybody by name, yeah. greets them. You know, you can hear the energy of rooting for Phil on television. There is a whole momentum aura around Phil, and there has been for 30 plus years. Yeah. And that is not there currently. So if I signed up to sponsor sure. Phil, yeah, good point. I'm hey. not saying – that's not what I signed up for. This You flirting with other leagues and doing all this other stuff, saying all these things, calling the tour obnoxiously greedy, throwing out some very – some numbers that I'm not sure where he's getting from, which maybe you could speak to. <laughs> hey, I don't want to sponsor that guy. I'm not down with like what you're trying to do here. I actually think that's a lot easier leap than people maybe made it out to be. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I that was more of a question. Yeah. Just to, I don't like, think it was it, like as much about – the league as it was of if you're paying a guy 15 million bucks like is that the image you want yeah. this guy and yeah. no so you are on the players advisory council the yeah. pack yes. how many people are on the pack what is what what do you what do you hear in these meetings these days what is your role within that can you kind of take us into yeah. all of this shifting all these changing tides from your perspective in that regard yeah, there's 20 of us in total. Um, 16 are on the pack, and then four are, you know, kind of dual purpose. They're pack members, but they're also our policy board, right? They sit in the board meetings with 
you know, the ladies and gentlemen that are on our board that kind of make a lot of important decisions. This is my now, I've been on it since I've been on tour. So this is my third year. I guess I got kind of grandfathered and I got elected the first year and then COVID and everything will keep the same pack. Um, but I got reelected. I think they, at times they, they might just appoint somebody that they think is also good, kind of like fast track elections. Um, maybe they did that for me. I doubt it, but <laughs> I would have. <laughs> <laughs> and, and our, our role, you know, we've, I've heard the same thing every year that we had our first meeting at RIV. Our role is to, vote on you know anything this this basically the 16 of us are the the voting body vote on anything the tour anything that comes our way anything that we all conjure up and think is a good idea or anything that all the tour you know suits conjure up and think is a good idea we need to vote on that with every single PGA tour member in mind you get the same kind of instruction every year that you know, remember, this is not a... This is not for Harry Higgs. This is not for Harry. This is for everybody. And then, you know, you just get... I think we meet five, probably five, six times a year, and you just get kind of thrown all these things. And, the, you know, the communication is has improved. The PGA Tour, I think, has... And, I, and they would admit that they've struggled to communicate with all of their members. The big kicker is the four that sit on our policy board. I, I don't know of any time at any point that if the 16 of us were not in a majority, so if it wasn't nine to seven or it wasn't 10 to six, you know, if it's eight to eight or seven to nine voting for some of these ideas, the policy board, then those four guys go into the boardroom and basically shut down that idea. Right. So Mm -hmm. if there's, I don't know, name it. Yeah. What's something you vote on? Give me some examples of some things. Damn. That's put me on the spot. (laughs) We hadn't voted on anything in a while. Um, Wearing shorts for practice rounds? That, I think, was before my time because that came in, like, right as – and honestly, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of voting because the majority of my um, time on the first couple years was just strictly, like, COVID, right? I mean, when can we get back to play? Does this schedule work? Yeah, it does. All right, we'll do that. And then we obviously didn't get to make choices on whether or not we wore masks or whether or not we wanted to get tested we're visiting these places, bringing in thousands and thousands of individuals. Like, whatever you want to do, Jacksonville, to host us, like, we will do. We yeah. want to go play golf. There hadn't been a whole lot of voting, and there will be there will be some, some things that we'll vote on probably by the end of this year after seeing kind of the ins and outs of, a, you know, a proposed new schedule, new kind of structure to the tour. Uh, there'll be points at which we vote on certain things, and it – this will now be the curious time whether or not the four board members that are also pack, you know, players, whether they continue with that kind of, you know, if we all shoot this down, do you think the tour will actually wind up doing it? And the tour doesn't get a say. It's those, those four guys walk into that room with our input and our vote and either shut it down or approve it, right? I mean, it's all the 16 of us, and then the four of them go in there with what we basically have told them to do. And they don't have to do that necessarily. No, I mean, they don't have to. I, Charlie Hoffman, for as much flack as he's gotten, there were a few things. I, I don't know why I can't remember stuff that we voted on. It must not have been that important. <laughs> but I just remember talking to Charlie, and he's like, yeah, I mean, if you guys come back 8-8, eight to eight, it's we ain't doing it. Like, yeah. I'll walk in there and make sure it's squashed. It's not. So in that, there and there are times, uh, you know, 99% of the times, we. so that makes basically means we govern ourselves, right? 
there's a probably a time or two where it's like uh you know it's a little minute things ah, look, we'll do that that's better that's better that's better but the the tenor of the room has and is starting to change a lot of the stuff that we didn't even really discuss it it was just like a hey this is an idea about what we may or may not do in the coming years um the tenor of the room changes or has changed to basically looking to some of the guys in the room that are, you know, top 10, 20 players in the world. And basically like, Hey boys, does this work for you? Like, is this something that you guys would want to do? I'm of the thought that the better that I make it for John Rahm out on the PGA tour, the better that it will be for me. Mm. Now that's within reason because I'm in a position that I have to think of every PGA Tour member, right? I mean, they cannot drastically change really, you know, my life if I funnel whatever, you know, money, whatever it is to them, right? When, when you say for me, you mean the, the also the class of players that you yes, represent. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, not my soul. Yes. You know, um, it, it, but I do believe, and I think everybody in the room believes the same thing and is and all of the tour folks obviously would like things to improve for top players and and really the only new thing that it would that would come of it is that these guys would get to take a couple months off right they wouldn't yeah. you know what you're talking about now is uh, what i think you're insinuating is an adjustment to the fall schedule sure. which wouldn't yeah. be part of the FedEx Cup season which would maybe have some team events in the fall yeah. it's proposed whatnot but the idea but being the tour of, season starts January 1. Yeah, but there's a lot of shit that goes into that happening that we will all now vote on. Yeah. And, you know, and the tour does a very good job presenting with data like, hey, this is, you know, this will be this. I, Q school will have to change, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, I'm we're probably the same thought. I, I think Q school's worthless. I don't think it identifies the best players the most ready players to then you know play a year on the corn Ferry tour and make a jump but that's going to have to change so now we have to think of ourselves you know ours not us as individuals but the and then the rest of kind of golf right and will these big events that may or may not happen you know will they get world ranking points will they you know get fedex cup point whatever it may be you know, there's a lot of unknown for all this stuff, and it's it's uh, you know years. It, we, I don't even think we could get it done in in two years. But that, that and that's just more of an example, um, and the example you know shining a light that hey, the room is changing a little bit, right? Like we're starting to all just kind of think a little bit more. How do we make it better for the top players? Because we kind of all have come to a realization that like if it's good for them, it's going to be really yeah. good for us too. In that regard, then some of the leverage, quote unquote, leverage that has been obtained from other yeah. leagues is working. And and it, I would totally agree with that. Yeah. Of the one thing, you know, one I guess positive that has come out of this is that yes, we have, you know, we I PGA Tour players, more top players, have had more leverage to get things done, probably faster than it would have done before. But I mean, back to Phil, like. Yeah, sure. We all, you know, 45 tournaments a year, 72 holes of stroke play, wraparound year, sure. I mean, that's, but that's what we're dealing with right now. Yep. You know, don't think that these people that, you know, work for the PGA Tour aren't looking into other ways to make this shit better. I mean, some of the, the leverage has been nice, sure. But a lot of these changes that 
I think he's taking credit for. We're, my in my three years, we've already seen that these were going to change anyway. More money being added Shit, from a new yeah. TV deal was going to hit yeah. the purses no matter what. Maybe the communications, that, that's my theory. The yeah. communication is a lot more clearer now, and, and yeah. maybe they're, they're being pretty upfront and like, here's what we're doing for you right here. But I think it's more in line with this is the first year of a brand new TV deal, and it's going up every year for the next nine from what I've gathered. Even, so, even Corn yeah. Perry's getting more money. Yeah. Like, and everyone always like, why? They're... There's putting in an extra forty million in the pip and whatever. Like, why can't the corn fairy just get a little more? It's like, well, if you and I don't know if you you can pay attention to that or if people actually know that. But yeah, it's. I think our minimum purse last year was five fifty. I think this year it's at least six fifty, and I think the plan is to go to eight hundred and then a million. Yeah, like in the next should, years, it should be like. Well, I think it's 2025. It should be everything is a million dollars on the corn. And like board. so, like they are doing this and. You can't just implement it and say, hey, guys, next week, all this happens. Yeah. Like, there is a serious problem. Like, I was on the Corn Fairy Pack for two years, three years, whatever it was. Um, yeah, weren't we on it together? I, I'm yeah. trying to remember. Oh, there's a lot of fuzzy things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Too many tournaments. Yeah, but, like, the for us to get anything changed, we have to come to an agreement. And then we send it to, we had one guy that sits on the board and we give it to him. And then he goes to the PJ tour. He goes to that board and then they have to vote on it there. Like it, we, we changed from money to points while I was on the pack. And that was like a huge deal for us of like a decision that we're going to make that seems to be more beneficial to everyone. And it went through and I think it's a great thing, but just to get that done takes a long time. It's not like, it's not like you say, all right, guys, in two weeks, we're just going to make this points because this is a way better idea. You have to go through all the – jump yeah. through all the hoops to actually make it come not, to fruition. Whether or not that can be streamlined, it it probably should be a little easier to get things done. But uh, you started that with, oh, well, you know, $40 million pip is now $50 million pip. Anybody that says, like, oh, pump that into the Corn Fairy Tour, bro, that's what they're doing. <laughs> that's like, what it's if like – you yeah. do not – if you – do not have the top players in the game, right? And the PIP is solely designed to basically pay 10 people to continue to play the PGA Tour. Yes. Yeah, line their pockets, it. keep them happy. If they're not there, this TV deal that, you know, has all this new money for us, all some of that money is going to the Corn Ferry Tour. So if we don't make them happy, PIP or otherwise, all these new bonus programs that we're doing are going up and up and up, then the Corn Ferry Tour... It's going to be bad. It's going to be, you're going to be playing for a quarter million dollars. And that's where it seems yeah. like the changes that have come. All right. The PIP is there. The Comcast business tour top 10. FedEx company is going sure. up. Uh, elevated events going up, blah, blah, blah. But also the play 15 thing is, yeah. is you know, it's 50K per player if you play 15 events. That's not enormous. But it's basically yeah. for 15 events, that should come close to covering your cost for those events. No? Like, I, I would, yeah. I mean, I think I'd roughly go five to eight a week. And that some weeks or more for the players that aren't getting pipped, like that is, it's not great. It's obviously not the same payoff, but like there's different things that are being done for each class of player that, and, and that should now we'll get into a, Oh, the pip and all this. If that doesn't, if the play 15 doesn't continue to grow as well, you know, maybe not as exponentially as all these other things are, then, then that's an issue. Yeah. Then, you know, we feel like we've been bamboozled into throwing it to the top guys. No, 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 no. You got to – Yeah. Because there are going to be – I mean, there's probably, I don't know, roughly three, 
350 different guys will play the PGA Tour. But, I mean, if you have a PGA Tour card this year, and there's a lot of people that do, there's probably 50, nah, maybe 50 is too high. I'd say 25 to 30 guys that will lose money this year, which is, as a pack member, I think that's bullshit. It's a like, problem. That's, that's a problem. You have, and a lot of these guys have worked countless years much like I did, you know, much like a lot of us have to get to the tour. And then you get there and sure, you know, you, you didn't perform your best. And in golf, you, you eat what you kill. Yeah. But that's starting to change. So it should kind of, in, in hopefully in five, 10 years, if you're playing the PJ Tour, there's some sort of bonus structure too. If, where if you go out and miss every cut, you're, you don't, you're not going to lose money. That's, that's pretty damn cutthroat. And it's easy to sit back as a fan and be like, that's bullshit. That's too, you know, it's, yeah, but it's, pad, it's not it's a too handout. Comfy. It's, it's, it feels on the surface, it feels like it's a handout, but in reality, you put so much into it to reach yeah. that top level that you should be compensated in some sort of way. I'm yeah. not saying yeah. it's not make a million, bucks. a million dollar check. You get no, like you you should get something because you don't have any other option at that point. That's what I have to, to play 15s for. I mean, is yes, that is that exactly your understanding? It. Okay, and, and that was uh, Kevin Kisner. Pretty much. I mean, we get in that room, and we're the only thing that's being discussed is pit, 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 pit. Top 10, top players in the world, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. We've got to also, if we're going to start rewarding people for something other than performance on course, which is the only thing we've ever rewarded people for, yeah. we need to reward everyone for it. Is pip? is it 10th getting 3 million, 11th getting zero? Does that seem odd to you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, again, like uh, the, I mean, there's been many iterations of the FedEx Cup. Obviously, yeah. I feel like something I feel more like blended this stuff is going to change a little bit over yeah. time. Yeah, something yeah, a little more blended little... should. It, it just feels like it, it's a harsh cutoff, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> well, we all saw the list too. Like you yeah. know, obviously, Colin is eleventh. Yeah, uh, so Colin says that he's eleventh. We, As we we've heard, know. we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Colin is the only one that knows that too. So yeah, he's probably eleventh. Uh, you know, a guy like Colin Morikawa probably should be rewarded. You know, <laughs> I had a conversation earlier this week. It's like number two in the world, major WGC, probably should be in your top ten. Two yeah. majors, two. Yes, well, two majors. MPJ. That's what yep. I was like. Oh, Bubba's Bubba's won two majors. That's how he got tenth. And I was like, oh shit. What if, won I, and I looked at the metrics, and I granted I don't understand any of them. Maybe you can fill us in, Sally. But like, to, what is tough? How does Bubba out, get there? Tried. What What was like? I forget. Where is he relevant in terms of? I mean, Bubba's not playing the Players Championship this week either. Really? He, yeah. Is yeah, it because? Scrolling. Well, do you, or do you think? I'm. A, I'm a, this that. could be speculation, and I don't know if this is proper to say. But do you think his involvement with Saudi has anything to do with that? It could be. I. I, and I also I heavily recruiting. Well, yeah. I'm. I did not know he was not playing players. Can can you pull up his? I think I saw an Instagram something or from him that like he and his family are on spring break for the next couple of weeks. Look forward to seeing you at Valspar, and I thought that was odd that he would not play the. That is interesting. Thing. Yeah, huh. I mean, I'm assuming he finished top 125 last year. Yes, he did. He did. Okay, I was gonna say I don't yeah, remember. I mean, he would. Yeah, he would have. Well, see. I don't know. You never know. There's there's only been a few guys that I. Or like make it to East Lake and then don't keep their card. Yeah, he said, excited to be heading back to Valspar in two weeks. Almost as excited as Caleb and Dakota, who are ready for spring break and a kickball rematch with our RV friends on PGA Tour. <laughs> spring break hashtag Spring break hashtag 
Well, I guess that's, I, I don't know if that's, that's the case. That doesn't really say whether or not he's not playing this week. How about right. Ted Scott getting the win? Ted Scott seems Two to have been a little game changer for Scotty Scheffler, yeah. which I know we've, we've, this isn't exactly a recap podcast this week, but we probably didn't talk enough about Scotty truly, truly making the leap um, anyways. But back to the pit. Uh, Bubba's in the field. Listen, on the field list for this okay. week. Okay. All right. So, then then so never mind that. Anything, yeah. <laughs> My speculation is not correct either. I just, I, and it wasn't really like a, his Saudi involvement or his potential Saudi involvement. I just right. thought it was, I, so I he, scrolled through that. And I was like, he was right. 23rd in Google. Uh, mentions 32nd in Meltwater mentions th- 51st in Nielsen third in Q score and number one in MVP index. Yeah, what is it? So, so I think TikTok might are? have a big deal. Like uh, he gets a lot of views on TikTok. Um, I, I don't have that platform. He, you know, posted a video of him flying first class to Saudi Arabia with you know, flying first class. He does a lot of that stuff. He's we, a TikTok influencer. We've seen that again. He flying he does, first class. He does TikTok. Oh yeah. Are, are you on TikTok here? <laughs> no. My girlfriend will send me TikToks, and I, I, I don't even know. Can I? I yeah, think I can they're reels. In like my my wife yeah, sends me reels on Instagram. I, if a buddy see. sends a TikTok, I have to like drag a puzzle piece into the thing, <laughs> yeah. and then half the time it doesn't even go the whole way through, and I'm like, I don't understand yeah. this one. But I think that overall, like, we probably didn't get the pip correctly you know, first time around, but yeah. it it is but probably hey, also serving its purpose. Ten guys, yeah. That May or may not have entertained the idea of going playing somewhere else. Maybe it's that, helpful. maybe that, you know, aids in them staying here, which helps all of us. Everyone, Corn Ferry Tour included. <laughs> that's. I think that's maybe why I was so upset about it was the fact that if they go, if a lot of them go, and the PGA Tour kind of ceases to exist and the trajectory that it's on, as we know it, yeah, for everyone else, that ruins professional golf. Yeah. Like no. in the way fractured professional golf would suck. Yeah, it would be it'd be awful. Um for and I think that's why I was like pretty passionate about it and like disagreeing with everyone that wanted to do it, being a money grab, whatever, but it just it ruined it for everyone that wasn't there. How much how familiar are you with any updated proposals or recent proposals from the PGL or is that any of that reached? That's the one that I I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about Saudi either. They mm-hmm. never obviously approached me, but I have heard from individuals that have listened to what they have to say about their, you know, proposal X of for the 12, tour, 14 yeah. event, whatever it is, big money, big purses. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the PGL. Um, I know that it, I know that their goal is kind of to have it be in conjunction with the PGA tour and have some sort of, you know, system where you play play onto it and you can work your way off of it. And then the, the like shared equity piece is I think a something that if this continues to, you know, gain steam will create another threat, right? That hey, if some of these guys can kind of own some parts of this league, uh, you know, maybe that's enticing for them to leave. But that I'm super That's curious the, to see how that meanders through the protocols of the of the PGA Tour yeah. and whatnot. Well, and it'll be interesting to see what the tour's response is to that, um, because obviously they need to protect the organization, right? And they may view that as a you know threat to the entirety of the organization. So that usually would mean you know don't answer the phone, don't do you know we don't, don't want to hear from them. We're going to yeah. try to. But then on the flip side, if it is, 
you know, in conjunction with the PGA Tour, and it's not going to fracture the tour or golf, which, you know, and you won't know until it gets sure. started and goes. It's, it's a risk that you take. Uh, if it is more along that line, then the PGA Tour has would an obligation need to answer the call because that benefits not even the guys that leave. It benefits every single one of us. Yeah. So that's where it gets interesting. Yeah, and I think it's a long shot, but I think it is some interesting conversations to be had. And from what I've gathered, the converse like there is nothing off the table in terms of what the PJ Tour may or may not do in coming years. There's there's no structure changes that are off the table. Yes. As of right now, it seems to be that that is exactly the path that we're going. It's just whether or not we can kind of all come to an agreement enough to to appease everybody within the organization that's all the players i mean it's every single one of them has to be thought of and you know in theory they should all be heard from you know that's the pack is designed so guys can come to me with their grievances or they can go to the tour they don't have to just come to me but but share there and then i have to take that into the room right i mean i have to well so and so you know brought up a good point here and it's hard too because we are we're also individual. None of us want to be bothered when we're playing golf tournaments, but we're all together when we're playing golf tournaments. Um, I think all of us need to collectively do a better job of speaking with one another and not just going rogue and you know trying to leverage whatever it is, leagues, anything. Like we can all speak to each other like grown ass men and come to agreements amongst ourselves because, oh shit, yeah, we actually control what goes on around here to, to, you know, almost 90% of it. And then some of the shit that we don't control, we don't want control of. Yeah. Like we are never going, no union, like none of that nonsense, because then we got to go and negotiate with host organizations and everything to have them pay the purse. Like none of that stuff, but we can, we can all do a much better job of communicating to, with one another. Like we're out there playing golf. Yeah. Maybe do it off the tee box where the microphones are or something, but like, Hey man, had you heard the thought you heard the new proposed structure and all this, you got any, I mean, there's 144 of us most weeks, you know, you got any idea of, and, and most of us are pretty smart. I wouldn't put myself in the smart category, but most of us are actually really, really smart. Got any idea of, of how that would work? What, you know, is anything, are there red flags in it for you? Like, the problem is the tour throws all this shit out there. They try to communicate it their best, and then none of us talk to each other about it. Uh, nah, my agent's talking to some yeah. of those agents. Those guys, I love my agent. Everybody loves their agent. But those guys have to feed their family too. Like We need to make these decisions ourselves because we are the ones in charge of ourselves. That was the big irritation with Phil. Phil, stop. If you had sat, if you were – in the room with us the last three years, I think he has sat on our player advisory council, you know, forever ago. If you were in the room with us and you brought this shit up, we could have done it right then and there. We could have fixed it right then and there. We can change rules right then and there, whatever we want to do. It's just whether or not it's a good idea for all the members. If you were in the room or you ever sat in player dining or you ever talked to somebody like a normal human being and asked their thoughts on some things and then gave your opinions on other things and then came, you know, had a debate, came to a conclusion about something, this would have been fine. A lot of this stuff was, and I think he probably would have realized, huh, I can keep my mouth shut. A lot of these things are already changing. Hmm. Harry Higgs for president. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I've always thought 
He has a it great name. It can't be that hard of a job to it be a president. It just can't be. <laughs> well, and that's where I, uh, you know, the numbers that are being thrown out and the idea of giving the tour this quote unquote personality, like calling the tour something other than it being you players yeah. is where I'm so confused. Like I get it, but it makes it sound like that PJ tour executives are hoarding a pile of cash down in the data yeah. underneath the data lake. I can guarantee you they're not. <laughs> and so yeah. if he's saying there's $20 billion in digital assets or, you know, all this media rights stuff or any of that, it, it seems like so here. Okay. Media rights. Here's the big <laughs> issue. <laughs> Phil, would you like to, or anybody, but I guess, you yeah. know, Phil has mentioned it. So we'll go with Phil. Phil, would you like to control your own media rights? Yes, I would. Okay, well, now, Phil, you, here you go. you got to hire people to, to get them out there, all this stuff. But think of it now, Phil. You have just lessened the product for everybody else. Everybody. So now all of your fellow contemporaries are and, – and it's and it's absolutely Phil's right to do that if this was – you know, this is a hypothetical, but if this was something that would be considered, it's absolutely his right to go take them, make oodles of money, and hurt everybody else. I, I truly don't think – I mean, there probably at some point in the next decade will be some sort of qualifier to where you can, you know, do media rights, this, this, and this. I, th this is a space I really don't know a whole lot about. But those that want to take them or control them lessen the product for everybody else. Now this new TV deal, this shiny new TV deal that gets the Players' Championship purse to $20 million, gets the Corn Ferry purses in three years, hopefully to a million. Well, that's all got to go away. We got to redo how we do it. Less money for everybody else now because so-and-so wanted their media rights. And look, this is, again, golf is kill what you eat or eat what you kill. Yeah, eat what yeah. you kill. And that's fine. I don't have I don't have any problem with anybody getting more money. I am absolutely of the thought that the top players in the world are undercompensated for what they bring to events. But it's been this way for a long time. Doesn't mean things shouldn't change or tweak. I hate the, well, that's the way we've always done it. That's the worst fucking answer in the world. <laughs> But maybe just take a second and think of that. Maybe just even the hassle that it would be for you to get these meteorites out there. And if Phil's the only one that takes them, then we can probably just bully him out of him being worth anything anyway. And it's, all right, well, we'll just get rid of his, and now we can use everybody else's, right? And there, the tour's already doing things. Again, they, they have many programs that I lifted my shirt up in what? Phoenix. You did? Um, in case anybody <laughs> forgot. Can I... Quick tidbit. I got a text from a buddy during this, and he said, Hube, ask Harry if I can have one of his chest hairs to keep slash frame. Been on my bucket list since he and Joel tore up 16 at Waste Management. I don't know how Sent his goes, address but... and said, I'll cover shipping. How do you ship it? I, I don't know. We can figure it out. Yeah. But, like, so I did that, and there are avenues that are being worked on to be put in place to where that I can sell, I think it was this NFT deal, which still I don't know anything about. I can sell something, some sort of digital asset and partner with the tour and make money off flesh in my titties. Like, we'll buy. How in the world <laughs> is the, is the PJ tour not doing, you know, like not doing a good enough job for everybody, right? They are doing their best. It is an organization that is literally just, organized to funnel us money. That's, That's the it. whole thing. And they are they are working day and night to funnel as many of us as possible, especially top players, as much money as possible. They're doing a great job. Sure. If somebody wants guaranteed money and wants to go play in another league, that's fine. Go ahead and do it. But don't air out all this most of it fake dirty laundry 
on the tour and hurt the overall product and hurt your fellow contemporaries. I, I'm I, quite, I mean, I mean, I know everybody at Riv. I'm really fucking tired of it. I yeah. mean, it's nonsense. Stop doing it. You're hurting everybody. And we've seen how it also hurts your individual too. Yeah, that's mm. well said. Mm. I mean, it. Uh, I don't. It's like all the takes I, I had were just. Yeah. <laughs> like, means we a, all means think a lot more. Yeah, means a lot more coming from you. I'm interested in you know, d- is there any way that Phil's going to twist this into you know this this thing you're talking about flashing your titties for money? Um, can't believe it's a real sentence that was just said <laughs> on this podcast. But uh, oh, but it is. is that like something that Phil's going to be like? See, I'm ta- I'm taking credit for that. That was my idea to do NFTs of these highlights, or you know, is the tour sitting on a ton of money in digital highlights that they're not getting the most out of? Is that a fair critique? Uh, that could certainly be the case, sure. Okay. And and um, I would say that would more than li- again. Uh, this is a space I know so little on, but my opinion is that it probably has been like that for a long time. Sure. But shit's changing, right? Yeah. And they may be sitting on it, but they don't know what to do with it. Well, but so it, sitting on it and it is a little different than like when you take it to these are your media partners and you say you have access to all of this shit, all of these highlights, plus the live golf, people pay more. So yeah. they're not sitting on it, right? They're using all this stuff to leverage, popular word nowadays. Yeah these media their media partners to give them more money gotcha. and, and it's not like they're actively doing it and screw they're not using these media yeah. shots of you and lining their pockets it's not like they're no. doing yes. that well, right now that money goes to the tour players yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like, it's not like they're just secretly doing this and be like "Ooh, i just made a million off a of hairy flashing yeah like and that's not happening so there's no that there's nothing anywhere that says that i can't have well, I have. There's a limit on how many logos I can have. Eight. But we don't have to. We don't have to play in blank shirts, right? So all those highlights, all that this great platform they provide. If you want to go do the work, or you know your agent wants to go do the work, go tattoo this stuff all over you, and you can line your pockets that way. Yep. It's a and they get yeah. It, there's plenty. So, of- so how is you know how is this bad? How right. is this? Yes, hundred percent. There are things that are still in need of change. Absolutely, but. Most of the things that have been brought up in the last couple of weeks were already in the process of changing. And yes, sometimes change takes too slow between players and PGA Tour, right? Yep. It just does. But this it's coming. It's all gonna everything's all everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> and everybody's gonna have enough money to feed their family, right? It's it it's dry it's it's driven me nuts and I really hardly ever talk about it, but a, a lot of the guys I'm sure that get interviewed and get asked questions about this stuff that had no interest in doing this is it's i can imagine how annoying it's just it taxing been. it's just draining it, it, it's draining. and we talk about it every week i wouldn't even really plan on talking about this week until you said you were coming I was like oh i'm gonna have to ask Harry about this because <laughs> yeah. he's gonna he's gonna talk about flashing titties and making money off that yeah. but uh did you get fined for that i was no. getting ready to ask it no. are you going to no 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 first Good. phone call was and Maybe it wasn't even for well, I'm not going to do Manscaped, that. Manscaped call. I just, I want to know. I well, want to know. Manscaped, you know, may be in the works, right? I, I mean, say, I, this is another thing I can benefit off for sure off of myself. There's already interest there, and there's actually been interest there, um, you know, for a couple of years with with my counterpart that was also on the hole with me at the time. <laughs> He's um, the best too. So now that I have some really good Joel stories, anyways. But <laughs> um, save those for a later date. 
But no, the 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 fine, right? They they called me uh, Monday Monday after, and <laughs> I wasn't even really like a hey, you know, you shouldn't. It was just kind of like catching up with an old friend for a little bit, and then it's like, eh, you know, we're gonna we'll review this, but you know, expect a a small monetary fine. And I was like, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> pretty well prepared yeah, for that. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. We'll accept. Um, I know that I should not have done what I did. And it wasn't even like, you know, we, you know, you, you do better, do, you know, and I think that's, you know, I've been out here for three years, right? I think this was unexpected um, in that arena. Nothing's really unexpected, but it's just like, you know, never again, please. Um, and the, the individual I spoke to said, like, look, we loved it. I mean, it was, it was great. It's entertaining. You're it an is. entertainer. It, it, that's your we job. All, but we all are. You yes, are. We all are. But, you know, expect a small monetary fine. And then I, I think Joel did an interview with Colt or something and kind of whispered that we are getting fined, and then they kind of backed off of it. Some way, somehow, again. It, it would have been – there would have been outrage if you would have. But, um, but again, it could have – But it, it makes sense. Could have been warranted. <laughs> yeah, but we we had some good ideas had it come to the point where we needed oh, to write a check. Match we had for good charity ideas. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah, and, and the money goes to charity, right? Yes, for fines. Yeah. Yes. I, and that was the thing. They actually would have yeah, it would have been Monday night. They called me and Tuesday's the the player, the player advisory council. And I'm like, so how's this work? Um, should I just like bring my checkbook? <laughs> just a <laughs> like, blank check and, and give like, to no, you guys. It's like you a decide? proper, you know, we go through whatever channel. We you know, we, this is a note, you can write it for charity and then um but now later in the week, they they actually called me again. It was like we're just gonna warn you guys. It's like eh, <laughs> okay. I mean, I was actually a little irritated that they didn't find me because that was Riv Week, and I think we somehow I flashed my titties. Joel took his shirt off, he and the two of us around oh, like a like Pablo, <laughs> exactly. But come, I think Wednesday, all this Saudi golf kind of. Come Wednesday, Joel and I had all the leverage in the world, <laughs> some way, somehow. And I was trying to to convince them, basically to convince them to continue to find us, like continue down this path and find us. And then we're going to publicize the shit out of it. <laughs> Go fund me, all this. We are going to raise so much money for charity. And, you know, basically to pay our fine. But we were just going to pay it ourselves because yep. we fucked up. We'll pay. <laughs> Um, and then the, my the immediate thought was, me, Joel, and the commissioner, t-shirts that look like you're shirtless, picture, raise money, and it was you know probably either clothing or bre like breast cancer awareness, boom, done. You guys do not look like the fun police anymore. It looks like you're you're hilarious. Yeah. You're in with it. And I was actually irritated because I I finally had one good idea that I was going to be able to execute on, and they all I needed them to do was find. <laughs> It was that it was, was still like, beautiful. It really was. It was amazing, a spectacular and I, and moment. I immediately regretted that I did it. The, the little clip and of I Honda when do. you walk by yeah. and the guy flashed yeah, you, like, you're like, "That's why I didn't want to do it." <laughs> that, is, that is the exact yeah. reason. Like I don't. I, I shouldn't have done it. I did not want to do it. I I regret that I did it. But it's but again, it it's incredible what you'll do when thirty thousand people. I mean, this was a thing on. This was a thing on Saturday. I get paired with Keith, and he's like texting me friday night we get the text about our pairing he's like what are we gonna do what are we gonna do and i was like i don't know we'll both just what are we gonna do on 16 and i think that's a text that a lot of guys send yeah. especially come 
if you make the weekend and you're playing with a buddy and you Saturdays. And Keith, yeah, that had to be fun. Saturday, Saturday. Well, I shot 76. It wasn't that fucking fun. <laughs> um, and so I get in that morning. We see the same trainer. Me, Keith, and Joel see the same trainer. Um, Edward <laughs> Bolt. And Bolt, the Bolt had fun with it. He posted like an Instagram of the two of us. And it's just like bodies by Bolt. <laughs> it's me and it's me and Joel, which, you know, we, we both take pretty good care of our golf bodies. But after that, you know, maybe not that great overall. Um, but I, I saw, I was saw, I saw Bolt before Keith. I went in there and I like kind of whispers, like, this guy's talking about me. Yeah, whatever. I'm just going to go putt. So I go out and putt and Keith meets me out there. He's like, hey, bro, I got, Eight grand raised to pay the fine. You take your shirt off on sixteen. Like, Only you? Yeah, me. Yeah. Like, Fuck no. I'm not doing that. Like, why would I ever do that? And it's just all day long, all day long, all day long. And I'm making bogeys everywhere. And I'm. <laughs> we get to sixteen, and he hit first, and then looked over at me, and I'm still like, no, don't, don't even, don't bring that shit up. No. <laughs> um, so that day finishes, and then I'm, you know, one of you said it to Colt though on T. Was it you or Keith that yeah, mentioned so, it? Yeah. And then we went over. Colt okay. had said Colt had called us Friday before. Hey, we're going to be there. Come, please come over. And yeah. say something to us and keith hit and then went over to see them and then i hit it on the green but a mile away from the hole and i went over there to see them and, and then i so i had it in my head right he they've been asking for this shit all day long max homa who's you know he was all over it. you need to do it you need to do it you need to do it <laughs> um so i went over to cole did a you know said whatever i said and then said if i make that putt i'm probably gonna take my shirt off but that was more I, and i honestly i probably would have in front of all those people on on, on saturday that day, yeah. that day is like nothing in this world, yeah. in the entire sporting world, that day is unbelievable. So fast forward, I sign my card for 76 and go home and have a cocktail. And I look at the leaderboard. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in 65th, and Joel's name is right next to me. <laughs> and how it shook up, it is just, and then the text comes, and it's just, just me and Joel. Charlie Hoffman and Peter Malnati are behind us. We, you know, It's a twosome, teeing off 10. And then I get a little Twitter notification like an hour later. It's like this fucking guy. I mean, he's already put you a blast. Yeah. If this gets enough retweets, Harry will take his shirt. Ten thousand likes or something. Well, I saw it and yeah. I was like, oh, and oh yeah. he likes it. <laughs> like, 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 like. <laughs> but he didn't put a number to it. So he was like, and then I saw him. We, we both go see Bolt in the morning, and we're talking about it. I'm like, dude, fuck off. Like, I'm not doing this. No, 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 no. He's like. I'm like, why did you tweet that? It's like, well, I didn't give it a number. Like, it's no, no one will think that it's going to be the thing. And it's uh, so we go over there and tee off on 10, and I hit it in the fairway. He hits in the fairway. And on the walk down, four people didn't get enough retweets, didn't get enough retweets. <laughs> 10 fairway, 10 green, 11, like every single stop that we made, people are just yelling it. Like, God damn you, Joel. <laughs> I hate you. And I'm still like, no. And anybody that, if I like, if I could hear them or I could like talk to them safely, I'd be like, nope, it didn't. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And we get to 16 and we tee off. We're both like, you know, go ahead, make noise. We tee off and go and we're walking down and then it starts. And everybody's like, I think the first one was show some skin, show some skin. And Joel's over there going, you know, raising the roof <laughs> louder, louder. And I'm like, I'm giving it the no, no, no. I'm flipping them off the entire time. <laughs> and then it's continued, continued, continued. And I hit it over the green. I hit a good shot, but I hit it over the green. Um, and I get back there just like, no, I ain't fucking chipping this. I'll give me the putter. <laughs> I putted it. It actually burned the edge. I don't – actually, I think I would have kept my clothes on had the had that one gone in the hole, maybe. Um, 
but it it Gosh. burns the edge and goes to like 10 feet. Joel had 12 feet and left it short. 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 <laughs> and then they started booing him. I'm going like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, they forgot about what they were saying earlier. And I he taps in, and then I like I'm going to like put my ball down, you know, and I hear it, and it's just like, take it off, take it off. <laughs> so and I'm good. just are you shitting me? Like, I still gotta go through my routine and hit this putt, and they never once stopped. And I swear to God. I, I think it was 10 feet, five inches, whatever it was. I swear, they, they, the whole time they're just chanting, take it off. The whole time. No, no one's being quiet, obviously. It's 16 to Scottsdale. No one's quiet at, at all. As soon as I hit it, I knew it was in. And I swear to God, the ball took two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, are you going to do it? <laughs> yeah, you, no, I'm not going to do it. No, no, yeah, no, that's a bad idea. Uh, Here they are. Do it. And it fell in the hole, and I just went, <laughs> And then, so the best part about it was I walk up there to pick my ball out of the hole. My back's to Joel. And as soon as I pick my ball up out of the hole and turn around, he's got it off and he's got it around his head, the whole deal. And I was like, in that moment, I was like, I fucking hate you, Joel, but good man that you did not let me do this shit alone. And then I lost all control. I was like running around, jumping. I think I flashed It was a again. flash jump. It was, yeah. it was special. It really yeah. was. It was Joel, one of those things that's never going to happen At that again. point, I, turned, I had turned around and saw Joel, and he was doing this and this and this, and then the first beer comes, and it's <laughs> right at him. And he like stepped. It was going to fall like five yards short of him, and he like ran on the green to try to catch it. And I was like, oh, shit. And I'm running around, like, looking up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Am I going to get hit? No, no, no. And that's a, that's a bad thing. We, you know, that, that was a little dicey. Yeah, yeah. Plastic cups next year and everything's fine. Um, yeah, somebody can get, like, severely hurt. And that's not something that should be laughed at. But the entire scene should be laughed yes. at, obviously, that we created. And I guess, I guess the Netflix people were following us. Al, yes. Al and Gino were mic'd up, and they were there for the whole oh. thing. And I can't remember who it was. One of the Netflix guys, we get in the tunnel, you know, 16 green to 17 T. And one of the Netflix guys came up to us after. I was like, ah, oh, this is great. So, but I will spoil just a fraction of it. Um, one of the Netflix guys was like, I never thought when we signed up for this that at one point on the golf course, I would hear one of the players that we were following say, like, oh, shit, I got to put my clothes back on. <laughs> I guess Joel had, had like ran off shirtless and was like, "Oh, I got I got to put my I got to put my clothes back." On. What would have happened if you, you would have caught the beer, chugged it? Cuz like uh, you'd have won the pip. I, like I just kept seeing Maybe, like yeah. when Sam makes the hole in one and people are chucking beers like how yeah. hard is that not to just be like take well, I mean, the hole in one? Yeah. yeah like yeah. Uh, I think Joel took a sip. Of <laughs> um, yeah, no, the fine, I thought they were going to call and just totally gloss over the fact that we were i flashed and joel was shirtless i thought they were going to get us at like joel we thought we saw you maybe take a sip of a beer <laughs> yeah and then harry you were flipping joel off the entire time you guys were playing that whole like we can't do that on tv and then again at that point i'm like yeah yeah that's fair yeah we know yeah sorry oh <laughs> uh, that's an incredible story that was great that's that's like what i it it was just uh, it was a genuine smile watching it. Like, how are you not laughing? How do you not just... And the tour actually posted it, too, which was like... We got onto uh, the second tee. We played 17, yep. 18, and then we finally got over to one. <laughs> which it's is like, a relief. Oh, thank God. <laughs> we got to the second tee, and I guess Al... Um, Al got his phone out to, like, see what, you know, what was going on. <laughs> and Al just said to Gino, was like, yep, 
Instagram and Twitter. And we all knew like, oh shit, they put that up up there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then in that moment we're like, yeah, we're probably not gonna get fined. And then by the end of the day, it was like, no, we, we definitely still should get fined. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. It is it's a hilarious. I hope you're not only known for that in the future. Well, that was also the, the reason why I didn't want to do it. And I've I told Keith my big reason to Keith was if I could win the Masters this year, and I'd still be the guy that took his shirt off. And I am going to do my best to make sure that I can find out, what, you know, win the Masters this year and see if they remember me as the Masters champion or the guy that took his shirt off. Um, Just but yeah, green was, jacket ceremony with nothing underneath. Yeah, that's where it's at. If you win the Masters you and out, take your shirt you off, just look, wear the jacket. I, will, that's a good I have befriended a handful of members, and if I see any of them before they give me that jacket, I'll probably ask whether or not I have to wear a shirt underneath it. Um, when did you start thinking about that. Masters? You, you you got there through your T four last yeah, year at the PGA, right? Did you know that night? Did yeah. you know T four yes. got you? That yeah, yeah, you knew the whole yeah, time. Yeah. The whole time. I thought that's it got so me into fun. every major. I did too. Yeah, I was a little surprised about that, but obviously clearly get you pga yeah the pga was i think it's top 15 finishers invited next next year um yeah immediately i mean so you're playing the whole back nine are you thinking about the golf tournament you're the major championship they well, need contention of or are you thinking about I trying remember, to qualify for another one yeah i remember catching a leaderboard on maybe 12 i was like shit i'm in sixth like this is all right cool these guys are kind of struggling. And I kept going and going suck. and going. Yeah. <laughs> Chops. You can't play and win. I mean, come on. This you're not fighting it. You're fighting it. This place is so easy. Like, what are you guys doing? That's obviously a, a, a lie. Um, and then I caught another leaderboard on 15, and I was in third. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, definitely got a really good chance at Augusta. And then, you know, the final four holes, I was like, I need to make one birdie, and I'm for sure in the Masters. <laughs> and I hit a horrid wedge on 15 and got it up and down and then drove it in the middle of 16 fairway and they moved the tee up and I got some between like five and six iron in this par five. And I remember being like, fuck the masters. I could win this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I get this thing up and down for three and Phil hits it on the beach a couple times. Like I win, this is it. Um, and I made par on 16. So then it was back to, all right, Augusta. No, I had, I had probably six, seven feet for par on 18. Mm -hmm. And I actually, as much crap as I give my brother for letting me do some of the, you know, silly stuff I do on the golf course. Yeah. That's definitely had, his fault. Yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs> but I get, but as a tour pro, I, you can't make it of your course. fault. Um, he read, he gave, I had like six feet, six, eight feet for par. I went on felt like every hole and I made every single one of them. Um, he helped me on every read that entire back nine, which he rarely does. Um, not that he doesn't, but I just don't ask. And I called him in on 18 and I was like, gosh, this looks like it's like left edge, left center, you know, no speed. He goes, I, I this, he didn't say, I think he goes, this putt is going to fall left at the hole. And I was like, Oh boy. And <laughs> then he left and it was just like, okay, I've got, uh, six seven footer to get into the masters i don't know what it does um let's just go with al's read and it was right center and i I'd, as soon as i hit it it looked like it was gonna stay out on the right no i was just gonna lose it and it just <laughs> fell right into the hole it's like damn good it call out damn it he was right but <laughs> hell yeah i and i joke i i jokingly say like ah, i picked his read so if he was wrong it wasn't my fault but. it's true though yeah no i knew i knew that putt and i i didn't 
I knew it had a great chance because those holes are so hard, and I was I was in third at the time. I cleaned my locker up and got out of there real quick to watch Phil. Made a cocktail at home, turned the golf on, and I was like, holy shit, I'm still in third. There's two people beating me. They've got f- six holes left. I can't drink this drink. Yeah. These guys make all these make bogeys Couple bogeys. Yeah. Like, i got to go back and warm up. But yeah, <laughs> You would have been loose. Oh, I would have been loose. Yeah, great, That's fantastic. Great finish and and got me into you know the mecca of golf. Like, have you played Augusta? Uh, we've played it twice now. Yeah, okay. I took uh, my dad and my brother early December, which is uh, you cannot. I, I I'm going to do it in uh, you know disservice by trying to attach words to the experience that we all felt, the three of us together and our you know great host member, and then um, I actually went there this last Tuesday with. My brother and my coach with Corey. Mm-hmm. So again, same thing. Like you, you cannot. I can't describe it. You cannot. You cannot describe it. And it's been the two trips that I've made have more been like. I mean, Al's already made two trips too. So you know his lost luster. But the first trip with he and my dad, that was the first time they'd ever been on the grounds and they're playing the golf course. Um, you know, you don't even really pay attention. It's just like God. This is this is so cool for them, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't even really realize that this is cool for me. And I think the majority of my juice and like, holy shit, this is cool, is obviously just going to be reserved for that week. But yeah, we've we've enjoyed we've enjoyed two trips there. I'd like to make one or two more before before I get there. Just to help you with the tournament, or just to go visit. I think just to go. Visit. <laughs> I mean, I don't at some think, point yeah. I need to like. But I mean, and you you, get, you walk around and you can see you it, the sh- the shots are not as difficult because it's not as firm and fast. But you can see it's like, ooh, whoa, you know. Leave it short of uh, the flag on five. Like well, that's going to be a fun lag, you know. And and I can I I think I can do all the work necessary that Monday to Wednesday to get ready. And everybody that I've talked to, you know, they said just do your best not to wear yourself out yeah. because it's a hard place to leave. That's yeah. that's the only advice. You can learn things about the course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you hit good shots, you're going to shoot good scores. Um, your dad love it. Yeah, your dad's awesome. He was. I played with Harry. Yeah, two thousand fifteen, maybe, in Kansas City. He lives on the golf course, and his dad was our walking score. And his dad, Harry, and his dad are they're twins. First of all, let me stop you. I've met Harry's dad because I saw him at RSM. I was like, "Oh, that's Harry's dad." I'm gonna go talk to him. It's like, holy cow that that's what Harry's that's what Harry's gonna be. Like yeah. it's a spitting uh-huh. image. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like there's few, some people like look like their parents. You are going to be your dad I know. and not I just be him appearance. With less hair. It's, I think I might be losing my hair, but, <laughs> but personality and every, like you guys, it's, it's, it was fun. It's that was a fun sex, week. Dude. It's it, your mom's I, so sweet. She's great. Like I, she hasn't, she hadn't been yet. Um, you know, and I did think you get rounds at Augusta where, you know, you can go play, Without a member, take a club caddy, and you can just have a guest walk around, and that would probably be more my mom's speed. But it's it's a hard it's a hard walk, and I don't know that she'd ever really be interested in that. She's never been. My dad's now, you know, Mister Augusta knows everything about everything. <laughs> um, I cannot wait to see her reaction to that. Right? I mean, just it's amazing. It's walk somewhat, down you know, a little hill. Well, it's, yeah. it's kind of help to for you to like have it. Let's, let's just say out of the way, like the turn, sure. the golf course experience out of the way. That way. You're showing up to play the tournament. Yeah. Like play nine hole. You don't need to play 18. Play no, I'm nine. not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, not playing. I mean, it is a walk. physical walk. Yeah. I mean, you you walk all up and down that place, and then you drive it in the middle of 18 fairway on that upslope. You're like, holy cow. I, uh-uh. 
I am not going to get through this. Like yeah. I got to slap this thing up there somehow. Like it, and yes, you're aided tournament week with all the adrenaline, but I can't, I'm already thinking about just like how tired I'm going to be when I get home after every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you gotta, you gotta do your best to like recover kind of sort of, but I don't, again, I don't think it really matters. Cause I think when you wake up, you're like, I cannot wait to go back out there. So it's going to be awesome. It'll be a, obviously awesome. a great week. Well, we eventually do got to get you guys out of here. But uh, what what'd you do this past weekend? What, were you up to anything? Uh, Actually, yeah. So my my week uh, this last week was great. I stayed. Um, I missed a cut at Honda. I stayed and played with a friend of mine from Trinity Forest, Fred Propals, a member at Seminole. So we play the pro member together there, and then got hooked up um, through Jimmy Dunn, who was kind enough. He's kind of the king of golf, um, was kind enough to let Fred and I stay at his house on Sunday. Uh, Tom Brady was there. Tom Brady played in the Seminole Pro member. And then Fred was kind enough to kind of set me up with an Augusta member. And me, Al, and Corey, my coach, went to Augusta on Tuesday. <laughs> and then I flew home, um, had a, a practice just a little bit at Trinity Forest just because, like, eh, we might as well do something before and then flew um, to Ohoopi and played the Cobtown Showdown, I think it is, or Cobtown Shootout at Ohoopi. On uh, we played practice round Thursday, played Friday and Saturday, and then I <laughs> paid a caddy at Ohoopi to drive me down here to Jacksonville Saturday night. <laughs> Have a week, <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, it was it was um, beyond awesome. You excited for this week? I mean, it's got to be. Yeah, this is a, this is a fun one. This yeah. is. My my, my so mom and dad, uh, my girlfriend will come in. Al will be there. Corey comes in. You know, it's it's and that's kind of like our you know our house, right? Our our major championship house. And I my brother's girlfriend's usually there. I don't think she's coming this week. I I could be wrong, but I mean she's more than welcome to show up. Um, yeah, we've had some success with all six of us in the house. And Corey sometimes is, as it gets a little better, he'll stay and like oh, I'll go watch Friday. Oh, I'll go watch Saturday. Oh, I'll go watch. Oh yeah, sure. I'll go watch Sunday. Um, we give him shit. He was there, uh, the PGA obviously, and <laughs> was supposed to leave. I think Thursday, or no Thursday night, and then I played good Thursday. It's like ah, I'll stay. I'm supposed to leave Friday night. Nah, I'll stay. I'm supposed to leave Saturday night, and then he did leave Saturday night. And I went out and played great, shot two hundred, didn't make a bogey. And the first thing, I mean, he's like an older brother to Al and I. Um, the first thing we call him and celebrate, and the first thing I say to him is like, "Well, what are the one of the tournament? Had you stayed here Sunday?" Um, <laughs> so it's just fun. It's fun to have all of us in a house and enjoy this week. They take care of everything yeah. here. I mean, we, I registered today, and they gave me a two hundred fifty dollar gift card for the pro shop. It's like, hey, do you guys? <laughs> Good news, you can get two Peter Millars for that. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe like, one quarter zip. I don't know. Don't you guys know that we're playing for twenty million this week? <laughs> It's the little things. It is. It is. They gave me a wallet too, which I don't think I'll really use. But you know, you can put it in the, on the on a shelf here in yeah, the kill sign house somewhere. It, put it up. Okay. Yeah. What uh, what we it's taken a, a while for us to get to this one. But what was the top story in golf for you guys this week? You mentioned it before the before it came on. Ryan Brim. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan and Chelsea Brim winning in Puerto Rico. That was that's, that's as good as exactly it gets. what we should be talking about for yeah. a, the entirety of this podcast. Um, I'm a big fan of them. Uh, obviously, you are too, Justin. They uh, and and it is a, it is truly a they. They are a team. I mean, Chelsea is on the road every week. You know, I think she works you know remotely and will pick up the bag every now and again, as she obviously did this week. Um, they were extremely helpful for me on 
my first kind of full year on the corn ferry tour, like just ins and outs, you know, where to stay, what to do, how to, how best to travel there, what flight. And then we both graduated to the PGA tour and it was kind of the same thing. And then God love Chelsea. She extended that to, to my family as well, too. They, you know, had met a couple times on the corn ferry tour at tournaments and, you know, she would see him in player, player and family dining and would, you know, where are you staying? And, she would help my parents with with flights or ideas. If I'm not renting a house, hey, this is the best hotel or the restaurant, good restaurants here. Um, both of those individuals are are top top class in my book. And then to see Ryan do what he did um, when it you know meant the most, the man is. Yeah. I know he said in his in his um, after he finished in the interview that like, hey, look, I I felt calm all week. We were planning on playing the Corn Ferry Tour all year. And I know he'd gotten off to a good start, and he's absolutely good enough to play at this level and probably would have graduated anyway. But, uh, you know, he had one more start and doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, I can't, I can't echo enough about the Brims. Uh, I used to sit in player dining after Ryan would go out to warm up with just Chelsea, and Sarah would be there, and we just – I'd find myself having like 25 minutes to warm up because we were just hanging out and talking, and um, it's it's fantastic to see. It's, it's one of those – it's like one for the good guys, um, yep. where you, you you're watching it happen and you're you're rooting so hard for him to close it out because you know, like his story, what he's been through, and all that adds up to just this this moment where you're like, you can do this, do it, do it, do it, and it, it almost feels like a not a brother. I don't know how to I don't know how to describe it, but someone that you are friends with, you may not see very much, but you feel like you're invested in it too. Like yeah. you're rooting so hard for it to happen and to watch him pull it off was spectacular. I, my wife had tears in her eyes. Um, and I, it was, you're trying to, like, you're kind of fighting it back. Cause you know, yeah. I've been fortunate enough to win a small event with my wife on the bag. And the moment when you like look at them afterwards and they are so proud of you and I could see it in Chelsea. She's just, yeah, it's not, did. it has nothing to do with the two year exemption being a champion, it's just, it's their all marriage. Yeah. She's so proud. All the work she's seen him go through, the highs and lows, and to see it pay off like that is, is top-notch. I get yeah. goosebumps just talking about all it. Because the successes are rare. Yeah. I mean, you guys put in so much, and they see you so many times. Like, even a, a T5 can be a bad finish, and you come home upset about yeah. it or something. You get yeah, kicked yeah. down so much, and and he's he's been through a bunch. And to see this, it it's a bright spot on a day of watching yeah, this, Bay Hill, this, if you will. And, <laughs> you know, it's the, uh, you know, this, this probably changed Ryan's life more than it changed Scotty's. Yeah. Oh, you know, for and, sure. And, and, and maybe not. Cause now Scotty is like even further into upper echelon of all of this stuff, but he's like top five in the world now. Yeah. Which is scary. Um, I quick on that one. Uh, I was having lunch with Charlie Saxon, who was one of Scotty's roommates yeah, at the corn Ferry event. At, when we had it here at TBC, whatever that was, beginning of COVID, our first start back, and I made a, I don't remember what the wager was, but he bet me that Scotty would be, it was either top five or number one in the world, like something outrageous, yeah, something and I'm like, laughing. yes, yeah. like, I, I'm like, Charlie, I get it, he's really good, and he's your buddy, you play with him all the time, but it doesn't happen, but do you see who the top five players are in the world? Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. So I, if you're listening, Charlie, we should probably settle yeah, up on that. I don't, know, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I was texting gonna, you earlier today. He's going to have to check um, his texts. Yeah, that's uh, 
kudos for you for seeing that one. Um, I knew he was going to be good, and now he and the floodgates may open. And, and I, I mean, I don't know. He could win three, but, four, or five times yeah. type deal. But well, we can you can circle it all the way back. That we talked about is the PGA Tour bad. The PGA, you know, what does it need to change? Sure, sure, sure. But it can change your life. Ryan Brem went out and put on a world class performance with his wife sacrificing all that she's sacrificed, his family sacrificing all that they've sacrificed, and he as a individual, a person, and a golfer sacrificed all that he has done. He went out and put on a dominant performance, and the man changed his life in one week. Yeah. So is all of this really that bad? Yeah. Absolutely not. It's well said. It's the carrot. It's it's a golden carrot that yeah. dangles, and if I, you get it, it is – he's a lifetime – past champion he, yep. he has like won a pga he, tour event forever can't take it away yeah i i, I mean tony fino won that one and that was his only win for a long time and yeah you saw obviously what he's done yeah. and brim has just to talk about his golf game brim probably gets the label of bomb and gouger but from tc from tc <laughs> probably solely from tc <laughs> yeah, but, but it what is does that guy now <laughs> it is it's so impressive um watching him balls I, we played hooters tour back in the day this is 2010, 11, 12, stuff like that. And Brim was out there. And I just remember being blown away. They'd have a long drive contest every week. And everyone get up there and swing as hard as they could. And he does, yes. hit it, whatever. And he would get up there. And it looked like he was hitting a driving range 7-iron. And it was like 347. Yeah. And you're like, wow. If you're <laughs> it's listening, just effortless. Yeah, if you're listening now, and you were, you're going to see a lot more of Ryan Brim. Yeah. yeah. He didn't have great status. He would have played just a handful more times this year. If you go out to a golf tournament, there are still not going to be a lot of people that watch him play golf. And I don't think he really gives a damn about that. No, that's the, go one of the best parts. watch that man hit a driver. In, the, in this day and age of how, oh, my God, everybody moves so well and moves so fast, it is the epitomely of effortless – and I don't even know if power is the right it's word. It's Freddie but Couples it, with 40 more yards. It's Freddie – like it just Freddie with Jesus. 80 more. It's, like it's the, and there's unreal. a gear. There's a – it's – it's spectacular, and he puts well. Like he, he. Um, this doesn't get him in the players. He's next to this. Oh, yes. Yes. oh this was, yes. Oh, wow. They, yes, players players he's coming in. I um, cannot wait, and I hope I see him tomorrow to give him a big hug. Yeah, that's and awesome. To hug Chelsea and like, that's the. I side hope she of it. loops for him this week too, no and chance. I hope he keeps the. No I hope he. I hope she does, and I hope he keeps this, she, the carry bag. She deserves a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> she it's, deserves, uh, but but you know, knowing the Brems, she probably will. Yeah. Right there. Why not? They have. That's. I think they that's in, why everybody loves it. Like they live in Traverse City. They're not like Jupe life. Like yeah, yeah. Well, I think have that's to why be what they aren't, and they own it. And they're live in Traverse City. They got a little boat, a nice little house that they're redoing. Just they're genuinely awesome human beings. And to see this is and there are sweet. there are a lot of guys that are like that. But yeah, yeah. there yeah. are some that. But it is to see. To see, and they you, you, they didn't even know what to do when he when he won right mm-hmm. like just to see um, and know the total commitment that it took from both of them and the sacrifices obviously it's you know it just warmed your heart I I turned it I went out and practiced today uh, on the back of the range and I saw he had a you know I knew he had a big lead because I was following along and I just I turned that on I watched it, I sat in front of my bag and watched Ryan Brem win the Puerto Rico Open. I didn't turn on the carnage at Bay Hill, and that's probably because I. Dude, do you want to go back to that? <laughs> I don't care for Bay Hill. But. Dead or firm? What, what were they? 
but that's yeah there and there's a lot of that in pro golf that goes on and i think that's something that's missed and i think it may be a good thing that it's missed because then the two of them can just go celebrate yep and just come back here and kind of you know recommit to each other and you know continue to sacrifice for each other it's just it's awesome man it's it really is and and that's not taking anything away from obviously scotty and meredith who i know scotty and his wife and I know how much she sacrifices. I know how much I know his family well. I know how much they sacrifice. Like, it takes a lot, and that those are stories that, you know, I don't even know that we want told all the time. Um, so I just don't think they are. But it's, it's cool. It takes a lot of people. It takes a lot of people to basically, just kind of give a lot of things up for you and put a lot of faith in you and help support you at every turn. And when when you get to see it pull, you know, get to see somebody pull it off. It does. It, it. I and I'm not a crier, and I didn't actually cry, but it was close. You know, you get that little yeah, yeah, choked little up kind of yeah. feel. Yeah, yeah. And it was cool. Yeah, that's great. That's that, so, I, that's something uh, something we would not have come up with on our own here. I, I, I hope really, people. I hope people listen long enough to hear that. I have yeah, yeah, point. I don't know. I don't know how you turn this pod <laughs> off. Revert that one back to the beginning, but this um, is one of my favorites ever. So yeah, a couple things sweet. to get you guys out of here for under two hours, which uh, I believe I'm contractually obliged I to do. Figured that was. Yeah, I figured that was going to be hard to do, but it's it's amazing. This yeah. has been an incredible. I'm a talker. I'm long. Yeah, I was like, I don't feel bad because you, you're talking. And my my mom actually listened to the pod last week, and she told me I need to stop using the word like. So every it's time hard. today that I've said it, it's in my brain. So oh, yeah. shout out, Mama Hubes, and I'm okay. working working on it, Mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah your, my mom will definitely imagine listen to this and tell me to stop cursing. Imagine 527 <laughs> episodes worth of feedback of, of little ticks yeah. that you have. Um, question P L Monroe, uh, P P E Monroe. <clears throat> was it disrespectful of Neil to get married during Mr. Palmer's tournament or was it an homage to the King? What do you guys think of that? I think there was a slight bit of disrespect there. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Big time. No, we had a wonderful weekend. Thank you to the, to the, uh, everyone that made it happen. And I know the guys wanted to be here, but also are probably enjoying the weekend off. And lastly, we have to discuss this, uh, as we roll into this week, you got, I, I won't accept any other arguments for this. This thing bangs, okay? <laughs> and the song slaps. It bangs. It slaps. Does it not? I mean, is it not fire? Uh. I mean, the uh. first time that they like tried to roll it out, I was like, okay, like, this is a little bit a little bit self-serious here. And then every now and then the commercials come in, and then it just gets me in for players. Do they do this every like, commercial lead-in? I commercials? don't know. You'll hear yeah. different parts of it. You'll recognize at least part of it in yeah. here. But this is we'll it, play this out. It's a banger. It's now a banger. I can so. picture myself winning on eighteen. There you go. Listening to this song with my shirt off. Hell yeah! <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>